Hey, I'm MJ Taller, also known as a black wine guy. I went from being a totally obsessed wine newbie to becoming the world's first ever African-American fine and rare wine auctioneer in less than three years. In this show, I'll be talking to the mavericks, the philosophers, the players, and the deep thinkers who inhabit the world of wine. They'll share their experiences on how they made it, but more importantly, how they failed and got back up again. So grab a glass and let's get to it. This is the Black Wine Guy Experience. Hey everybody, what's up? It's your boy MJ. Welcome to the Black Wine Guy Experience. My guest today is Worldwide Export and Brand Manager at Damilano Barolo, Thomas Cooney. Uh, for you those who don't know, Damilano is a historical winery in Piedmont, Italy. Thomas studied food science and enology in Bologna, which is the second oldest university in the world. He arrived in the U.S. in 2006, settling in California, where he went to work in a fast-paced environment focusing on fine wines. Uh, Thomas later moved to NYC, where he worked with Vias Imports before returning to Italy to serve as brand manager at Damilano. He is fluent in three languages, Spanish, English, and Italian. And, fun fact, he is also a four-time New York City Marathon finisher. Welcome, Thomas. Ciao, ciao, benvenuti a tutti, grazie. Well, thank you so much for uh, being here. You're here from Italy, right? Yeah, I just, uh, two days ago, I just landed in New York, and... Uh, I luckily, you know, you've been so generous to to invite me here. So to me, it's an honor. And uh, again, uh, I, I'm thrilled and excited. Fortunately for you guys, that the jack leg is trying to kick me back, so I'm not super. <laughs> oh yeah, whatever. First of all, um, tell everybody about the wine. Tell everybody about the wine you brought that we're going to drink, and we could pour some wine and. Let's, oh, uh, fantastic. Let's get into it. Hold on. So I decided, you know, uh, last two nights ago before take, uh, I said this about what we should bring to MJ because it's very, you know, an, an important opportunity to me to unveil some sort of very unique. Mm -hmm. So her favorite single vineyard is called Liste. Mm -hmm. So we are in Barolo and uh, this uh, vineyard is literally half mile away from Barolo Village. And Liste has the uniqueness of having basically a very small plot of, I'm sorry. That's okay. A, a very we're, small- we cash here, bro. Yeah, I love that guy. You're you very know, friendly, very- very casual, you know? So I decided, what, what, which vintage we should break? I mean, it's, it's, it's something very unusual, and this was very natural. Long story short, there are no bottles available anymore of this vintage. We produce roughly about uh, 6,000 bottles. There are only two producers officially recognized super oh for this vineyard yeah it's okay. a single vineyard that's super rare um and it's actually the one that is liked by the most producer in barolo because it tends to be more earthy more rustic more yep. nervous mm -hmm. and also this was a, a sort of a small plot project that we did of barolo liste reserva which he actually aged extra years in barrel so we have three years of barrel and then, uh, you know, I was like going through the cellar and I catch it and I said, you know what, I'll take it. Let's bring it up. So, you know, I want to bring you something unique. And uh, again, salute, chin chin. Salute. So, mm. wow. Mm. The nose needs more time. Yeah, it needs more time. It needs more time, and it's been shaked all over, uh, to be honest with you. so It's jet lag, but that's okay. And we opened while we were driving on the turnpike, so I said, this, but if the police is going to stop me, what, 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 what's supposed to say? I mean, 
Just huh. say you with the black wine guy. You get okay. You, I'll get you hit over the head. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So this is a 2004. So this yeah, is 18 I, years old. No longer can get it. Look at that, everybody. Yeah, it's a baby. It's very intense. It's very powerful. So uh, also 2004, to be honest, was a very outstanding vintage. I rechecked because mm -hmm. you know what is funny to me? I mean, like 2004 looked like in my head since I was born in the 70s. looks yesterday. Right. But then you count it. It's almost 20 years. I know. I mean, 1900 is more fascinating. I mean, see this? I'm an old man, and I'm like, I've seen a lot of shit, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, that was 20 years ago already. Yeah. That's crazy, right? And but and she goes, um, I was like, Isabel, I want something older. And she goes, that bottle is almost 20 years, Tommy. I mean, oh, yeah. okay, good. Yeah. Because yeah. I was thinking like- I'm American, man. You know I drink like three-year-old wines from California. Every yeah. time. <laughs> Listen. I don't get to drink this these you, beautiful older wine. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you a story. <laughs> I, we, were, we were in China right before the COVID, actually. I was in China when the COVID was- was discovered and I had to leave the country. So we went in a beautiful event in Beijing and unfortunately I didn't speak Mandarin. So we were sitting next to other, a very authentic uh, top producer from China. And uh, my wife said, that wine is like $400, $500 bottle. And they said, well, Elizabeth, how old is the winery? And she goes like 12 years. Oh yeah. Hold on, let me try, I wanna try. Right. You know? So the, the guy opened the bottle, I drink it. It was very well done and then I asked him, how old are the vineyard? And he goes like eight years old. And I said, sorry, eight. Yeah. eight. <laughs> I was like, eight. eight. Not 80, yeah. eight. So for us, like 50, 60. <laughs> I know, I know. And the wine was excellent. So, you know, they do, I mean, we do a good job here on some things, but like there are literally like, you know, that'll be like a second label. Someone someone might have like a $5 bottle and then they'll have, oh, we got these five-year-old vines. We could sell this for 200 a bottle and that, but it's crazy sometimes. It's mind-boggling. No, no, I mean, uh, for our culture, it's very different, but... Either way, the wine was good, so yeah. ends down. And I got to tell you, man, Italian people, Italian, the Italian wine guys, they just do it right. Him and his wife coming here look like models. Like, no, <laughs> we're actually here on a Sunday. Like, like this sexy, sexiest couple in Red Bank right now. No, sure. no, it's not true. <laughs> it's true. Oh uh, no, man! No, you guys are cool. That's the translate. You, you, always, you know why we love a lot America for many reasons. And uh, we were having a conversation last night from one of my friends that I met in New York. He's from Switzerland. Okay. Um, and, and Switzerland wine are coming up. Yeah. So they're, uh, you know, it's uh, the second large market in the world in terms of, I mean, number one always is America. Second, it could be Switzerland and, and Germany and UK. Yeah. But the, if you check numbers, Switzerland, they drink 90% of the wine internally. I mean, of course, it's not a big population. Yeah, but still. But yeah, so... When you go in Switzerland, it's a beautiful country, but people, you, especially with my attitude that I like to talk even with homeless, tax drivers, because I'm addicted by history. Yeah. And every time I jump in a cab, I always ask where he's from, which language, why he came here, when he came here. And there are so beautiful history to, to share with people of people that they did it. You yeah. know, yeah. it's not just you did it only, in my opinion, if you make million of dollars. I mean, again, chapeau, respect right. for you. But this is just people that work seven days a week driving the taxi for 20 hours, to me, those are my hero. And they are so happy that they pay the college for the, you know. Wow. Those are the story that keep me moving forward and when you travel. And and honestly, we've been in Japan and beside Africa, basically, I touch all the, and, and those stories are everywhere. Yeah. So people sometimes believe that the grass of the neighbor is greener. Right. But my version is, is greener till you don't go cut it. Right, right. Wow. So we wow. have a lot of similarity all over the world. We are more. Similar. We're more alike. Yeah, we're we're more alike than we're we're than than we're different. 
and people don't get that. We highlight the differences, but so I love that. So let's let's get it. So let's start at the beginning. Um, so you have a very um, you have a very unique accent. No, I'm joking. It's Italian. Yeah, um, it's okay. I can't do anything about that. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to do anything about it. <laughs> where where in Italy did you grow up? Where are you from? So um, I grew up in Emilia Romagna, which okay. is actually the central uh, east coast of Italy. Um, and uh, of course, Emilia Romagna has a lot of beautiness and is also considered, I mean, the cap not the capital because. Everywhere in Italy, there are beautiful wine and beautiful food specialties. But Emilia Romagna is very recognized for two important things: the food is prosciutto di Parma and Parmigiano Reggiano right, cheese so. yeah. and balsamic vinegar, and Lambrusco to give you one of the wine. Since we are here about wine, but also there is Sangiovese in different level. Second, um, it used to be very important in medieval time as a city. We have Ravenna city, which is uh, connected to you know medieval market with Venetian and the mosaic beautiful old church, uh, etc. And the other one, which is more modern, but of course, super important. Uh, we live like 20 miles from Ferrari headquarters, Lamborghini, Ducati, because it's called- No wonder he's so sexy. No, this no, is, no. This is where he's like, it's just, he's like, it's just where I'm from. You know? No, like, like, no, no. from Shaolin, from Staten Island, I'm from- No, guys. Where balsamic, Ferrari, Lamborghini, <laughs> and Lambrusco's from. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the common point is like, you know, you hear guys in Italy when I grew up in the 90s, of course, there was Back to the Future and those yes. movies that they made us dream about big cars and truck and Nike and I don't even know how to pronounce the jeans, the Levi's. It was oh, Levi's. Levi's. It was impossible to buy. That's I so mean, funny. It was super expensive. And then after 10 Because you guys have like, you had a tell you have Lotto, Diodora, FIFA. You guys have all your brands and it's so funny. But uh, to your point, when we were talking earlier about having more in common, like, so like the, the hip hop dudes were like seeking out like stuff like that. Like the, like, sure, we're not, but like, they wanted the fila they wanted the yeah, sergio no, tacchini yeah you're right. You know, right like they wanted to that shit was exotic to us <laughs> can you believe here, that you know what i mean oh my <laughs> god and then i remember starting to listen to cypress seal public enemy <laughs> you know you want to go somehow against the system back then yeah and we have a cassette you know uh, the first um uh, i don't even know how what's the name in english the the, the, the portable Sony Walkman the Walkman yeah the Walkman the first thing that I was able to purchase when I was 12 to 10 with my first money it was only going forward it was the basic <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah the other one was like 20 bucks yeah, more no, with the reverse yeah. but I didn't have enough I said I don't and then you flip always and then you end up even recording the same song like 20 times in a loop so you know different totally different than now man so so um, uh, you know we have mutual friends in Bobby and shout out to Bobby and Vic, Rollo the Rollo brothers. So I, you know, I, I met you because I was doing like a series on Italy with them. I was just basically drinking wine, and, and so, so now refresh me on. Um, so where in Emilia Romagna? What was the name of your little town? Because I mean, it's a big region. So yeah, what? yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So to give you, uh, it's a very small villages. So it's close to um, Cesenatico in Cervia, which is basically 20, 20 miles from Rimini. Okay. Which Rimini, it's uh, it's not a big town, but it's famous for Fellini, which was one of the main, uh, um, how do you say in, in, in English? He was in the 50s, 60s. He was an auteur. He was, yeah, he was movie. A film, he was a director. So yeah, direct, film direct. Yeah, yeah he, was, he had some style. I mean, he... Yeah, I, and it's funny. I didn't realize his power till I came even in the U.S. and other countries when I saw some of his 
uh, you know, poster of the movie that they used to do, framed yeah. in some restaurant. Yeah. So it was very famous also to be a little bit more out of the scale, like like women. And yeah. the women in Italy, especially in that region, they tend to be more on the round. They're, they're curvaceous. Yes. They're voluptuous. Yes, because it's a belief that is if a woman if a woman has this sort of shape is healthy right right you know it's true I, I know, I know I've, that was the thing in medieval times you look at all those medieval pictures like why why are they painting i, I gotta be pc here but why are they painting these bigger <laughs> than girls right no i mean <laughs> and, you, and it was like because you meant your family had money you were feeding your feeding yeah your my grandfather to give, to give an example he was telling me you know when i was a kid he said you have to look at the round women because it's gonna be healthy she know how to cook you're not gonna have <laughs> i mean it was like and nowadays the concept is completely different however so going back it's a small fraction so so he was from Romania. that's huge yeah yeah i mean that's I why think i saw something on him. I, I, there, I, but that's huge like he was and uh, there is a lot of also if you come in Rimini and actually an open invitation we're gonna host you for sure um, Isabel, she's going to be super good on driving through. Uh, there are a lot of hotels and restaurants that they carry names of his movies. Oh, wow, that's so cool. So Amar Kord or Bella, the others, mm -hmm. and, and it's super inspiring. And my, my village was like 20 miles away, a little bit inland, okay. and it was mainly uh, built because there were two manufacturers, two slaughterhouses. Okay. And uh, so it was a 99.9% blue collar, and all the people were coming from other part of Italy. And uh, there was also, as my mother house was in a project, which means that the land was like given to a very low interest to build that sort of very standard house. Mm -hmm. And you had like, I don't remember, it was like 30, 40, 50 years to pay back. So it was a good thing. So, you know, people that back then, like my mother, could, couldn't afford it, they had the chance to build it. Yeah. You know, and, and even though, you know, it took or life to pay out because that's what that that's what it is you know you they start working very early well, mortgage is from the yeah morty which means to die yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you you sold your soul yeah. for your house <laughs> you know it's true I, sometimes i i met some of my buddies now that um you know they still live there it's funny when you go there um i go maybe once a month or to, to visit my mom when i'm back it's so funny. It's been almost 40 years and nothing really changed. Mm. Uh, mm. Same sort of... Um, they, they Somehow the, the young kids, they're, they're a little bit upset with... They feel like they someone has to give them. And yeah, that's... I, a, I, and they try to change that. You know, every time they see me like this, they, they feel like, hey, Tommy, you've been in America twice a month? Like, <laughs> how can you do that? <laughs> I said, guys, it's a seven-hour flight. You go to Milan, you yeah. take it. It's not impossible. And I'm trying to convince them that... It's much easier doing that, thinking about it, because in the end, they, that's what it is. And um, uh, I was actually super proud because uh, I've been called also in some high school, you know, to, to guide them. I mean, and they offered me some classes about wine, but honestly, I end up talking about life. Yeah. Uh, I said, guys, you can study in book what there is in wine. I want you to be more motivated to yeah. believe in. And sadly enough, the last one that I did, I was shocked. One guy said, excuse me, teacher, can I go out? I need to smoke weed. I was like, <laughs> I was like, in a million lectures. I, I was like, I was like, hold on a sec. I, I froze and I thought, if I'm going to get away with him, if he's going to get away, I'm going to lose the trust of the 22 guys. So I said, hey, Nicola, with all due respect, number one, we don't need to know publicly your needs. <laughs> number two, even if I don't agree on what you're doing, there are moments in life that you can do what you want. You got to just, you know, 
focusing, holding in there, and then like 12.30 when the class is finished, unfortunately, I won't be there. I can't see. You can't do your... Do we have an agreement? And he goes, okay, you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So you mentioned, and I read this, um, that it was blue collar. So you said it was a slaughterhouse? Yeah. And it was, was that for pork, particularly? For pork. Mostly I, for, for all the pursuit. Yeah, I mean, uh, right? uh, I worked there in the summer when I was in uh, high school because mm. um, basically I was thirsty to to help my mom. And, of course, you know, when, when you don't have a lot of money, there are two ways in the way that I see. To me, it's been the, the beautiful blessing gift because I, a few months ago, I think I was talking to my wife about that. And um, I don't know why we end up in a question that is, what in your you know child you are, what, what is it you're missed in your child? Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to develop that answer, but I came out to the point that I'm 43 and I said, uh, the innocence. The innocence in the meaning like, since I grew up, I started to realize that I need money and need this and that. So I was already focused at 12 years, 13 years old on cleaning toilet in a construction house. And they were nice people. So they allowed me to go there on Saturday and Sunday. And of course, it was, in, it was not illegal back then. Right. So the, the, just to make sure, I mean, the official age was 14, but... I think uh, we have this thing, uh, probably the statute of limitations is run on that admittedly, so you're good. Yeah. No I one's going to get in trouble because they for, the way for that breaking the, child labor laws. Yeah, no, no, no. But it was nice. I, and I have to thank this guy that allowed me to do that because even if I hated back then, uh, still today when I go in toilet and stuff, I'm super respectful and I try to leave everything better than before and I mm. respect a lot of people who does that. So that when it started and then they said, listen, if you go to this loader house, it's, there are mainly ex-convicts and people with trouble, but they pay you well, Tommy. So I take my uh, Vespa, you know, I had an old Vespa. I drove there. At, it gets better. <laughs> no. You're so fucking no. Italian. <laughs> I, I had these Vespas with a super engine, super illegal. Yeah, but, so it go, yeah. go faster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the guy said, you have to go to talk to the gate man. It's a big facility. You know, I'm talking about 300, 500 people working there. said, if you talk to the doorman, he's going to, is the guy who's gonna hook you up if he believes you can do it. So I show up and they said, hold on a second, you, you study and you wanna work here for three months? We don't do that. I mean, if you wanna work here. You gotta work here. Yeah, you gotta work here. And then another guy at the bar told me that the average rotation for a lot of people is two, three months, they gave up. So I said, sir, I heard, I was very, I mean. <laughs> he's seems, he's oh, planning for his future. No. He, he didn't know what it was going to be, but he no, knew how to I said, Listen, he sir, just, I know, just, that's true. I said, sir, I heard, which you never have to say I heard, because it's like, could be anything anywhere. So I heard at the bar that they said that people last a couple of months. And they look at me like, hmm, that's right. Okay, I'll give you a chance. I'll introduce you to the big boss. So I started, and the first, second days, they give you all the equipment, because basically, the first job that you get, if you are 15, you, is basically manual job. Mm -hmm. So there is a chain that they disassemble all, you know, uh, the pork. And I was like a little bit taller and decent muscle, so I was hanging prosciutto leg, uh, 10 hour a day, you know, 10 hour a day. Oh. So now it's, it's it's tough, but so I started and I tried to push it because I knew that they said if I give you a two weeks trial, if if you if you can follow through the chain, good. Otherwise. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. So it was like putting all the effort to make it. Third day, I go back, you know, after 10 hour shift, it were a long shift. I go and, 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 and my, you know, locker, they stole everything. 
So they well, you weren't working with <laughs> No, it's true. They stole everything. And the day after, I didn't know. So I went downstairs and said, hey, guys, I don't have anything. They stole it. And he goes, I told you to buy extra locker. I told you twice. I said, you're right. So I had to pay. And I didn't have the money to pay because the equipment was back then like two, three hundred bucks. So he said, you know what? I give you credit. I trust you. I give you credit. But lock everything twice. So he gave me credit. And then when I got the first salary, I paid him back. So long story short, then I become the youngest because I was 16. No one actually back then was doing that job. So I, I also, you know, took that as a pride. I was the youngest one making that. And then after months, I was very quiet, working, working. I earned respect also of the old fella, which, you know, in every group that is the leader. Yeah. And of course, the leader that I had was like a punk rocker, completely tattooed, which I loved him then. And he was very skeptical against me because I was super clean, neat, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> so the guy said, you know, Tommy, he, he called me Nyomi because I was young, right? Nyomi means like uh, young Little stuff like that. Young in. Uh, you know, I want you my team. So every summer you can come work here. And then I did for all the um, high school. And, uh, and then after high school, I, I thought, you know, I need something a little bit more flexible with schedule for university. Yeah. And then I start in bartender. So that's uh, the second chapter. Let's okay. Say. So let me ask you. So um, you, you keep mentioning um, your mother. So was your father not around? Yeah. I mean, my father, unfortunately, he grew up in a, I would say, difficult family already. Mm -hmm. And But you get to think about that when you grow up. When you're older, yeah. Yeah, yeah as a kid. You, so, you know. Yeah, so <laughs> he, he was working. I mean, at least he, he, he was uh, somehow, of course, you know, uh, we were poor, but we were lucky, which means that we had a roof and the food at the table. Right. And my mother was, was trying to work twice, mm -hmm. you know, because I had an older brother. And so my father was like, I think the best way to represent him, Don Giovanni. You know oh. what is a Don Giovanni? Yeah. In Italy, it's like the guys who loves 2,000 women. <laughs> Did I say that right, Isabel? With so Don Giovanni is like, you know, there are people in life that I think they're not built to have a long-term relationship yep. or, and maybe they didn't know back then. So it was, you know, always getting a fear and stuff. Always, uh, I remember always dishes fly and stuff. So uh, at that point, but then he, la he decided to leave, which was the best decision, to be honest, for everyone. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. There are plus and minus in my situation. Of course, I, I, I did. I would say I did many mistakes without guidance, uh, which means that uh, I lose time, right? Because one thing is, if you learn from your own mistake, it takes more time to go in the right path. But if you're smart and you can see what's going around and learn from other mistakes, uh, I don't wish anyone mistakes. But you know, if you learn from somebody's experience, you go more straightforward. Yeah, I, but I think you may. I mean. You're right. You could you could fast track your life, but you 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 learn your lesson by going through it. Unfortunately, like yes. that's when you really learn it. Yeah, that's uh, the hard <laughs> you know way. I mean? Yeah, that's the hard way. They, <laughs> you know, um, that's the hard way. Um, and I, the reason why I ask because I think people, you know, we were talking um, earlier. Um, I don't know if it was in before the poor. I didn't eat breakfast, so this fort, this bro is going to my God, head. This is, so do I, but it's okay. But let's keep a, going. Yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> but you know, we're more alike. So like. I think people, when people think of Italy in particular, they think of this extended family where the whole family's together, like three generations, you know? 
And like That's you grew true. up in a single parent house, and and how many people in the U.S. do that? You know what I mean? Like so, like I think. And back then was quite rare. You're right. I mean, uh, I, at the point that I was a little ashamed to share with my mm. buddy because mm. everyone has a freaking happy, which I was happy for that. I never yeah. been jealous guy, right. you know. Like, and that was awkward because uh, when when we finished the the season of the school, everyone everyone was like, "Hey, where are you going to vacation?" Oh, my parents bring. And I was ashamed to say, hey, "I'm going to work in slaughterhouse." Right. One time, I tell I told to the girl that I had a little crash on it, so and she was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> if she had a crush, it just went away. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, every chance I burn it, but it's okay, you know. I was like, uh, "Yeah, no, I don't go. I don't go on vacation. I, I actually start to work at the facility, like." Five miles away. Really? I didn't know they are a student. <laughs> it's okay. Whatever. So I, I totally agree. I mean, it was very... Italian culture tend to cover this. Yeah. So they tend to protect the value of the family. And unfortunately, more the images versus, you know... I remember my grandmother that she was telling me that at air, you know, 50s, 70s, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if your husband is cheating you. You gotta stay married. Right. You gotta swallow. <laughs> right. You know. Right. Yeah. And I don't find right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. In any, in any, by any yeah. means. No, that's crazy. So, um, you know, I'm loving so many things you're sharing. What would you say your top three uh, top three lessons you would teach you would want to teach your younger self based on where you grew up? Like, like we talked about making mistakes. Like, what are the top three lessons you would teach yourself? Three. Yes. So I think uh, number one, uh, start travel. The things that unfortunately took me a while because I didn't have enough money because, you know, working like six months or five months, I was able to pull money off Mm -hmm. one year average salary because I was working 10, 12 hours. The good things about the slow terrors is like they had needs. So if you want to work 12 hours, 15 Mm hours, they had job. Mm -hmm. So I was able to, you know, back then I'm talking about 1995. So 1995, I was making in Italy uh, almost uh, back then $3,000 a month. Consider that today the average salary is like 1.6, 1.7. Wow. So it was, but because I was doing 300, 400 hour a month. Wow. So I was cashing in as much as I could. And plus, when you work 15, 20 hours, you're exhausted. You don't, you go home. You don't go to sleep. Yeah. There's no, that's what you're thinking about. You're not even thinking about going out. You just like take off your, Piggy clothes, your yeah, clothes. Yeah. Oh my God, it was and fall on your bed. Yeah, and so um, uh, what I was saying is, uh, and then when I pull out the money off by the pay university stuff, first time I had some savings, I started traveling. But it's funny, the first time I I, I still remember was two thousand three, two thousand four. First time I think to, that I came to New York. And then we didn't have internet and all the stuff. I mean, spread all over. It's few people had. In the no, business. I mean, yeah, I don't even think I had a cell phone in three yet. I might, uh, I mini, might, mini there. I, I don't even think I have one. Like, I was like, I don't need it. I still didn't so need it. So do I. I was like giving up, giving up. And then I started to realize I was the only one. Yeah. <laughs> no one called in my house anymore. So I said, I'm going to buy one. So I landed in New York. And the only things that I saw in New York was some through documentary okay. that you happen you know, to see. And I studied some books uh, through journalists and stuff. But no one ever told me about the scale. So when I took... Uh, you know the Queensboro Bridge. Yeah. It was like. So I'm gonna stop you because I'm. I have a question later. Okay. Um, about what it was like coming to the big city, but so your first lesson you'd say travel sooner. Okay. What would be your second lesson that you? Okay, travel based sooner. On, based on where you grew up. Um, 
the things that I learned is uh, also that it doesn't matter if you don't find your talent in early age, uh, because I, to me, for instance, my cold came a little later. So uh, just be patient. And, 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 and then when you're going to, you know, there is a time that when you're 24, 25, you're starting to connect some small dots backward. And that's where you have to fill your path. Right. And the patience is a key, uh, which it doesn't mean you have to sit down. But no. Not, not even rush right. the thing. Ming and I, were, we were talking about that. Because Ming earlier, how it takes time to build something. Like, yeah. You, gotta, me, you have to be patient. Uh, unfortunately, I was the guy who won everything. Well, me too. But like you... Anything worthwhile. In Italy, I mean, we say, come on, man. Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, was <just> telling, <laughs> I was telling you, Rome was, uh, the, we say Colosseum because if you yeah. go Colosseum. Because you're yeah. yeah. It's like huge when you go there, right? And um, the third thing for sure is um, choose always the hard way mm. or the hard path. If you have a choice, you, you know, and my wife actually taught me that, you know. Human being instinct is always to do the most simple thing. Yeah, and and if you don't have somebody somehow that is going to remind you, hey, try to choose the difficult because number one, you build confidence when you go through, and number two, y y you learn new skill. You you know you became what you training for somehow, or you became the people that you uh, spend much time with. Yeah. And the other things that I keep reminding myself because I have a project in my head, um, and it is you have to believe also. The, to the process you know once you start maybe you have an idea but down the road somehow you're gonna have signal you gotta met people that maybe they pivoting in another direction yeah. which is maybe better than the one that you yeah. thought about it yeah. so but no one taught me that because in our school it was like a very farm area so they taught actually when i finished uh the the high school and i was working there at the slow house, they offered me a job right away to go into the office yeah. so i came back and, and and I told to my mother, she was like, you got to go to the office? You know, like... It was a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Like, you made it. Did you sign it? Yeah. I said, no, mom, I, I'm not signing. Are you crazy? She actually yelled at me. I mean, she, she's down when I remember that. She tried to avoid the conversation. You have to go. They give you, you know... 13 salary, 14 salary. You don't need to be dirty like you do your in the You got air condition on the summer. <laughs> <laughs> well, mom wasn't wrong. No, I mean, she was totally right. I said, Mom, you know what? I want I want to give the try to university. And she goes, You're not good enough. The teacher told you. That's true. I mean We're gonna we're gonna get in university. Okay, so okay. one more so and then one more thing. So two things. I know you're you're a very learned man. You like to learn, you mentioned that. So two books you check out. One is called Take the Stairs by Rory Vaden. And I'll send you these. Please. And, it, and, and, it, and, and it's all about, like you said, like, 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 take the stairs. Don't take the elevator. Don't take the escalator. Like, it's all, it's all about that flash you're talking about. Like, because you, 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 you appreciate things more when you earn them. You'll love that book. Another one, I don't know if you read this one, Ryan Holiday, The Obstacle is the Way. No, I And haven't. that's based on Thank you. your guy. Uh, Marcus, really... well, he's not your guy. Marcus Aurelius, though. The Stoics and, and Marcus Aurelius was an emperor. Was he? Rome, yeah. Who followed the Stoics wow. from Greece. I didn't and know. the obstacle is off in the way. I will. I mean, so I'll, I'll make sure you get those, all right? Please, please. All right, and then the third thing, what was the third lesson? So we had, we had, we had travel, we had um, be patient, and then what's the third? The third that I think is, uh, which I heard is not mine, but it works so well on myself, is how big you could dream if you know you couldn't fail. Yeah. yeah. So everything starts always from here and then goes down to the heart. And, and, and unfortunately, uh, in our system, when we were educated, 
they make you believe that 99% of the success is if you study. Oh, dude, trust me. Yeah, which, which dude, is... Dude, I have a law degree I don't use. Vic and... Yeah, like we, especially in America, we got sold. I'm not, I, I, no, I, I don't say that college... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that either, because I got out of, what I got out of college was I met people. It was the first time I was away from home. I have lifelong friends. I learned how to network. But, yes. But I learned more life lessons. I'm learning more life lessons in university than, than necessarily things that I apply anywhere in anything I, I do. Agree. I cope, I agree. That's what I would say. I'm not saying don't do it, but also you have to, like, in America, you know, the big thing, student loans. If I, I, would, I, t- I used to work in education. I tell kids, I don't know that that's going to be worth 120K for you. you got to figure out, like, you have to, you got to know what you're getting into. Just make sure you know what you're getting into. That's true. That's with the kids. True. So I love, I love, I love that. Like, yeah, yeah. And the and the other really within this chapter, I think also, uh, again, try to embrace the project. A lot of young kids that they are out of college. We we do some interview. I did also some partnership with university mm-hmm. in UK. Um, that is a business school, uh, very high level school, and very skilled student. Um, they called me already three times to discuss the thesis when they are in wine industry. Mm-hmm. And um, I do some warm up like we did, right? Mm-hmm. I said, hey, be, j- right before to go on stage, I said, guys, there is a moment when you're gonna be there. You know, think about the football player. You know, the game phase. When you go there, close everything. Mm-hmm. You don't even if there is a guy screaming, you don't have to hear. Him. You just go. So everyone like when they finish, they said, oh, you know, now I did. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, you helped me a lot. Now, well, how much do you think I'm gonna make as a first job? I was like. What does it mean, man? <laughs> you know, unfortunately, they are. I'm not saying everyone is like that, but some they 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 are actually in the beginning. They think that they that's enough, right? And, and that's they have the rights to to make more money. Yep. But the reality is, you only got. I don't want to, you know, diminish the level of proudness, but I tell them, think about that. Now you got a business card from which you can knock the door. That's it. Yeah. You know, that not I yet. like that. I never thought, but that—that's what a diploma, university diploma is. It's a yeah. business card. In the end of the day, I mean, again, of course, unless you're a doctor or other, every field is different. But, and so I think. Um, but even that, like, that's why I like that because, like, it, it, a, a, a Harvard business card is is better than a, uh, you know. A Stockton business card. I mean, it's just we have. Yeah, I mean, there is a different, uh, you know, levels. Levels, exactly. And and so the the last things that I think and uh, was very recently, I did a class on the high school. Okay. I think in February. At one point, I had a really challenging time because all the class they was not really following, and mm-hmm. they had a phone and stuff. It was mm-hmm. it's a public school? Mm-hmm. So I know a little yeah. tough. I did one question, guys. Can you raise the hand? How many of you have the parents still married? Basically, uh, out of 25, six. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the second is, I want to hear from each one of you, what you're 18, so what you got, What would you like to, what's your dream? Long story short, half of them, they didn't even have a dream. They right, didn't give me an right, right. They were like already disappointed with the system. It made me feel so bad. And then I said, you know what? Now you got to write down the, the homework today. Forget about books, chemistry mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. You just think about what you would like to do mm-hmm. as of today, which doesn't have to be permanent because you can change through the process, right? But I want to think about it. So the day out they came and they were a little bit more, you know, they some of them, it's funny, they, they, they were shining in the beginning and then they was waiting me. And you know because you yep. did it. Yep. Hey, hey, bro, I want to tell you that. You know, I did it. 
I want to be one excited. I want to fix motorcycles. Right. That's what you're going to do, man. You know, yeah. if yeah. you want to do that starting doing, find a part-time job, go there and see. Maybe you don't like it, maybe, but that's the starting point. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. So um, we start, you started talking about this, um, but I, I, was, I was curious to hear about your university years because the University of Bologna, is that how you say it, Bologna? And is Bologna in Emilia Romano? Yeah, it is. All right, see? Learning all about Italy the right way. <laughs> um, second oldest in the world. Like 1088 or something. Yeah, it's super old. And uh, unfortunately, as uh, a lot of people, you know, it's like 40 miles from our own village. Okay. And it's public, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. So, I mean, the things also that I explained to, to kids in Italy, and uh, they don't realize that to study in U.S., unfortunately, you know, you have to be very committed. Well, it's a. Uh, I mean, from my side, it's 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 more of a business in the U.S. than I think. I don't know how it is in Europe, but definitely there's this business aspect in the United States. It's a different approach for it's sure. Approach. I mean, for us, for me, even again, I grew up really in a, I would say, minimum wage family mm-hmm. with only my mother and stuff, and with all the issue that we had, uh, I was able to apply. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and and the fee to entrance back then in the '90s was like two thousand dollars. Right. I mean, I paid split. I asked to pay split it. Yeah. So I was collecting money in the summer. Yeah. I paid like a thousand and eight hundred in the first, and then a thousand two hundred after six months, no interest. And then the only things that we're cheating on is that a lot of teachers they want you to have the books original. Yeah. But they're quite expensive. Yeah. So my buddy and I, we were like actually open a small business under the table on photocopy all of them and resell it. <laughs> <laughs> and one day I went to do the exam of chemistry. It was so stupid. I, uh, you know, I was actually my strategy was to ask to the teacher to do the exam first because I had to go to work. Right. I was so like, I gotta go to work. And, and there is a list. And right. some people allowed you to do that. Some people they didn't really want it. But some they said, okay, you gotta go to work. And plus, because the first question are always the basic, right? So with the chemistry teacher, I did the mistake to leave. The, the photocopy books right in front of the desk. And he actually, looked, when I stood up and said, uh, is that your book? Uh, I said, yes, sir. Yes, professor. Is that photocopy, right? Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> you know that I wrote that book? Yes, I do, sir. <laughs> and then I said, sir, I don't mean to be impolite, but um, I got to go to work. So I thought if he's going to connect that I'm working, right. perhaps he understand that I can Yeah, you could it. afford the book. Yeah. You, right. And then he was nice and he, said, and he goes, you know, you can also buy used uh, steel original. I said, okay, I'm trying to do that. Yeah. yeah. And then I left. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's okay. But I don't know if he was like that back in, in the night, but I'm sure that. No, it was. I mean, my wife actually, um, um, she was sharing. Uh, just yesterday. I mean, I knew this, but we were visiting with her uncle, and she grew up very poor. And uh, she uh, she would go. She would just go to the library for the books. But it was always it was always it wasn't the latest edition. So if they were in the fourth edition, it was the yeah, no, edition. yeah, it's true. And uh, just it was just her uncle was saying like you know she. Uh, she was always in the library, and they thought she was so proud. You, 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 you completely brought me back memory. My brother was five years older, so some books were still. Yeah, they so it's I, had the same title. Yeah, the problem is that when the the the, the Italian teacher of literature was saying, "Go page 19. Oh yeah, it's it, a it new was, edition. <laughs> I was page nineteen and, was now page twenty five. Yeah, yeah, and she goes. <laughs> Tell me, why you always, um, sorry, I, I, I was like ashamed to say, hey, this is, uh, I was like, right. and then I was watching picture or some sort of, you know, design frame. Yeah. Oh, I'm here, I'm here, I got you. Yeah. Uh, 
That's yeah. That's my wife's thing. She was like, she was afraid, you know. Um, like my uncle was like, when he found out, he's like, you know, how much you need for books? Like she's that's embarrassed, good. you know. But 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 yeah, that's what a lot of people. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm a goofball. When I was in grad school, I didn't buy, I didn't buy books one semester just because I just want to see if I could do it. <laughs> Literally, that's like just, you were already smart. Hat, I was. I was like. I was like. You know what? I don't think I need to buy books. <laughs> I didn't buy books one semester. This was in law school. I did not buy books one semester. Oh my god. I so, remember back then, I mean, 25 years ago, a book of chemistry in Italy was like even 80. Dude, bo- books were like 100, 80, 100 yeah, bucks. Yeah, 100 if you, bucks. If you compare it to the bucks. salary of 1,400, yeah. I mean, it was not like so affordable, to be honest. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, and then I think also all these things, they make you a little bit skilled, you know? Yeah. Try to see exactly the value of things. And, but I did it anyway, because then also I was lucky um, there are, our class in university, we start about 120 people mm-hmm. in Bologna. And Bologna is good because it's beautiful. It's not a big city for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you, it's like a couple of buildings. I mean, it's 600, 700,000 people, but it's spread. Yeah. You don't have a really skyline. Uh, you build. come to the United States. I mean, but it's beautiful in places. Like places that have great food are beautiful. Right, right. Like, it's true. You know, we'll take. We, you know, I'd take away some of our skyline. You know, you know what? For some famous, more farms. You know, yeah. It is very famous Bologna also for. Um, you will. I, I. I don't know if you've been there, but of course. I've only been to. I've been to Rome, and then I went to the Amalfi Coast. Well, Can't wait to come visit. When you come visit, I'll, I'll show you because the beautiness of Bologna is that you can walk, and this is an architect view of my buddies. You can walk through the city, all city, without if it's raining, without umbrella. So it was designed in the medieval time. You have porch all over, and it's true. A lot of plaza porches, yeah. church, and a lot of small wine bar. You know, we call you know quick bites, salumi, and you know the mortadella. Yes, was invented in Bologna. Right, the the, the original guy who, who, who did it, and still today, mortadella is like for my Americans. Forgive me, it's like kicked up bologna it's like really good yeah no the real one yeah yeah real it's super yeah. tasty super <laughs> yeah. smelly yeah <laughs> you know you feel it. Yeah. it the goal the secret is always as soon as you cut it you eat it yeah because then it's gonna disappear right. the flavor it, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it evaporates yeah, yeah. And, and and so and it was also back then one of the charcuterie that was more affordable yeah you know versus the prosciutto always being maybe once a week right. if you're lucky yeah. the bologna you can add the sandwich two three times you know <laughs> that's the way you grow up that's awesome so you know <clears throat> i think it's you know you've talked about the work you do with youth and i love that um and kind of giving them inspiration but what had you choose um your course of study at bologna so enology and then it was um what else was it it was um a food science food science yeah Yeah, i mean what made uh, you go that route i i guess the best way is like uh one of the figure in my life that was very inspiring me even though it it didn't talk much as i do Mm -hmm. was my grand my my grand my, my grandfather from my mother's side so my grandfather was a super elegant gentleman very very sharp and uh, he was a survivor of the Second World War, and he was in the prison camp in Germany. Oh, my God. So he was actually, I'll tell you a sad story, but it's, it's nice to say, he basically, they, uh, my grandmother always told me that for five years that they didn't have any letter, any news. So, of course. They think he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. And one day, a guy showed up, because before he left for war, he bought a small piece of land with vineyards and stuff in Emilia-Romagna. Because his goal was like, I'm going to be a farmer, but then they call him, you know, 
to go to the war and and ask my grandmother to take care of you know vegetables fruit and stuff and then he left for the war and and then uh, for five years almost they didn't hear anything for a year and a half almost five so they thought it was you know and my grandmother set up with sister relatives that was a big family as you said before so everyone was working there and uh, there was always a meal for everyone mm-hmm. a lot of people they didn't get salary they just got roof food mm-hmm. and go to work that's mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. so one day a guy said my grandmother show up at the court of the farm and it was him but she didn't recognize him because he was 44 kilos so I don't know I you translate in pounds but it was he lost a lot of weight yeah like yeah. half of it <laughs> and then wow 80 pounds yeah 80 pounds and he was like uh, almost five I'm five. not a big guy but even I no no it was 80 pounds so the story then goes that basically and this is another nice story to share with you guys because I'm proud of you and 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 my family um my grandfather told me that the American came to the German camp and they opened you know the the, the cellar uh, you call the cage cages they were cages yeah they were cages and they let him go but unfortunately said they let me go but I didn't even remember what I was specifically right because it's been there for three years yeah so he started walking with another fellas no basically took 12 days from germany uh 12 days uh, and nights walking because they were walking um overnight because they were still scared because they said the war is finished my grandfather said i don't know if we could trust him because also they were lying on lying on lying so they were still scared and they were walking on the night in order to be guided by the moon yeah. and and sleeping during the day in uh, in in an old you know farm or in old uh, you know whatever they Structure, could find whatever yeah they could whatever find. they could find they were hiding under bridges and stuff because they didn't trust anyone then because they were scared to be arrested again yeah so it took us he always told me 14 days and nights oh. and he, he came home by walking and then luckily then that's perhaps was the most inspirational things because my grandfather used to tell me do not be afraid of anything because if you went through that you can do it you know there is nothing that can be more intimidating than what I've been through. So, of course, he wished to, no one to go through that. But he said, don't be afraid of anything and enjoy life. And I think that I learned a lot. He was, like, always very respectful of the food. So he hated if you throw up even a single piece of bread. Mm-hmm. But, of, of course, you know. Uh, and eventually, he built also a farm, and he did well. And um, he did peaches. And, and, and that's where I got, you know, the the the... I like them, you know. He was yeah. in his. He had his dogs. I always had a dog in my life. He has his dogs, his tractor. He taught me to drive a tractor when I was eleven. It's funny now you can't do it; it's illegal. But he gave me the key. This is the gear, the clutch. You do it. No seatbelt, no helmet. I mean, it, it's I amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, right? And that's another thing that I learned in America. You have for the kids. If the foot touch the floor, you have like. Ten, what do you ten call second it? rule? Yeah, my, my 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 grandpa had the ten minutes rule. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's true. He said, "Listen, it's good," and he was blowing on it like it's good. You can't eat. Don't worry. And yeah. and you build the immune system. You know, that's different. a whole another thing. People like kids used to eat dirt. And I mean, like uh, peanut allergies. I hate peanut allergies. No, no, it's completely different. Uh, peanut, I feel, I. If you have a peanut allergy, I'm sorry. I feel bad for you. But, like, now we all can't have peanuts on flights. Yeah. <laughs> I love peanuts, actually. <laughs> like it enough. Um, so that's amazing. So, so like... So agriculture, that's the... Yeah, it was because your, your, your grandfather uh, kind of instilled that in you. Um, and um, 
you know what? We're going to stop, right? It's a good time. We've got to take a quick break. And then we'll be right back, and we'll have more of uh, Thomas. I'm enjoying this conversation. Okay, we'll be right back, Thank you. everybody. Thank you, Jay. Thank you very much to everyone. Okay, we're back. Um, so, <clears throat> let me do some stretching. Yeah, you want to stretch? I know. <laughs> um, so, uh, what was your th- plan um, with food science? Were you thinking... You were going to stay in Italy? Were you, were you looking at a restaurant at that point? I mean, what, what kind of what, what, what was uh, was your? Because you're a very thoughtful person, I can I can tell. Um, so what was kind of going on? I mean, you you must have had something, and obviously you ended. Some, we'll get to where you ended up, but like, what was kind of like your your, your thoughts when like do this food science and analogy thing? So uh, thank you, Jay, because it's a very um, good question. Because uh, when I finished when I finished high school, yeah. uh, in the high school I chose uh, what is called. Uh, agricultural high school yeah so because the plan was also to go to work then uh, you know my grandfather had a piece of land so worst case scenario I take over um, but then I get to the point that no one of my family went to university mm-hmm. um, my brother actually started but unfortunately my brother was uh, I love him dearly he's super stubborn the guys that he tells you know what it is he's the most honest guy on earth because if he has to tell you something, he tell you the truth. But I told him, you can tell the truth to people. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you can tell, hey, that that shirt is ugly. Well, why you bought it? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you gotta use some filter. You know, whatever. I so, got you. I know. I totally understand. <laughs> yeah. So um, and I decided to go to agriculture. Then when I finished high school, I, I was like, that's it. I mean, like I have. To, I remember the last day we did a sort of a party right in the middle of the park. And there were people coming from different parts of the region because agriculture uh, high school was not so. There are a few one very good, mm-hmm. and you have to, you, you have to the dormitory, so you stay there. And I had a beautiful friendship, and I, everyone were happy but sad at the same time because you don't get to see them anymore. Mm-hmm. Or back then we didn't have all the cell phone and stuff. So a couple of my buddies said, Tommy, what are you going to do? You're going to work? Or are you going to, I mean, I had a, you know, the slaughterhouse offered me a job position. I know, you're like, about to become an executive at the slaughterhouse. No, and then <laughs> I go, but I don't want it. I felt like if I go there, it's, that's it. Because the way that my mother transferred me, her experience was, you take a job and you stick with it. Well, that's it. You, that's that, it. You were going to be there for 40 years. They own you, but they're yeah. going to pay you. You got all the right, you know, it was yeah. Uh, yeah. a unionized mindset sort yeah. of, you know. Yeah. And back then, to be honest, I mean, 30 years ago, a lot of people that I know, they, they stick with the job. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't have, I don't want to say they didn't have aspiration, but they they, they, they choose probably a very stable and, and simple life. Very yeah. safe. Yeah, safe, and, safe. But also it's, it's, it's um, I was, the more safe you are, the less freedom you actually have, right? So like, yeah. That's you, a good one. So, so, so if you plan it safe, okay, um, you're not going to have, opportunity like how often how many of those people have traveled the world like you have you know what I'm saying because like, they played it safe so they I'm not I'm not judging anyone's life no me neither me neither it's, um, no they never took a flight right but but you know I go through this like people are like oh my god look what you do and I'm like yeah man I, it's what you said I got on a plane I moved to California I mean that's it like like, like people are like I can't do that I'm like people do it all the time people sell their house sell everything and then move to wherever they want to move like not a lot of people do it, but you can do it. So when people say they can, I totally get what you're saying. I, I, I mean, uh, it's more simple doing that uh, thinking, overthinking, and uh, you just try. And, and so I decided then, you know what? My grandfather, he uh, was the one that helped me a lot back then because my mother was, 
you take the job. You know, a lot of people are in line for that job. Right. You have to what take you it. That's a good job. It's a good job. They pay you. It's a solid company. It's a family-driven business, you yeah. know, right? And my grandfather stood up once at lunch and said, how much is the fee for uh, the tuition cost? I said, hey, Grandpa, it's about $2,000, but I have it. He goes, you know what? I, I'll pay for it. And my mother was like, what's going on? And he goes, I, I barely make the elementary school. I've been actually mm. dropped out at four elementary, so mm-hmm. he barely knew how to write, which mm-hmm. back then, people born in Italy in the farm in the 20s, if you, he was proud to say, I sign it. I remember when he had a contract for the grapes and stuff, some people, they asked, do you do the cross, sir? Right. And my fa- grandfather said, I know how to sign right, it. Right, right. So that, was, that, was, of- that was with uh, former slaves that can write, so they would make an X. They yeah, mark. my grandmother But he actually had a X. signature. Yeah, yeah, he was super I, proud. I get, I get it. And he was like telling them, hey, I can sign it. Yeah. Like, not, uh, you know. Yeah, so, he's like, hey, hey, so he goes, sign my name. Yeah. yeah. So and cool. he, he goes, you know, I, I give the money if you, if you at least try. You know, I don't want you to have any regrets back when mm. you grow up. That you, your grandfather's least, a wise man. Yeah, it was good, uh, and and so I I basically tried, and it's funny because back then I um, in Italy there was a system that if you do don't do the certain number of exam, you have to go to the military, and I was assigned to the navy. So what happened is, I don't know why when I started university I didn't gear up at all. So I was still working as a bartender, and uh, you know I was like charming with ladies, and uh, I, I I I always tried to do the exam. Then the first exam I was like uh, uh, decline, decline, decline. So I was not stupid enough. I was going to try the exam reading half of the book. It doesn't work that way. So the test. So at one point, I got a letter from the government says, if you don't pass this exam, you gotta be employee mandatory in two mm. months in the navy. So there was only one exam open, a possibility. And it was one of the toughest ones for the first year, which was uh, organic chemistry. And I studied. I mean, I studied a lot because that was my last ticket. Then I had to go to the military. So I studied, study. I went to do the exam. And while I was there waiting on the line, I said, if I'm going to make it this exam, I'm going to do the military and I'm going to get the truck driver license. Because I saw a lot of truck driver came to the farm loading fruit and stuff. And I felt like it's a tough job. Yeah, you know, like, it's a manly job. Got yeah, a truck. And then, work my muscles. Yeah, and I have a lot of respect for him because I see also them back then in Italy they were making a good salary mm. versus you know the average job. So I go to take the exam. First question, it was a uh, oral, you know, like face to face at the desk. The the teacher I, I still remember the name uh, Placucci was a super skinny tall man with a dark glasses you couldn't see the eyes that's what i hated you know like so oh, yeah tinted glasses yeah sort of yeah, yeah. yeah and it was smoking capri cigarette the more finesse one the thin one one next to each other it was like literally back then you could have you could smoke, smoke anywhere yeah. so it was smoking and he said uh, uh you know cuny talk me about this molecule and stuff and i said right first one good second one good third one was a little more complicated and he honestly didn't know the answer but I tried to go through, and at one point he said, Cooney, you study a little bit. Uh, the third answer is a fantasy chemistry. It doesn't exist. <laughs> I tried to put on the, yeah, you were, you were, on the walks board, you know, the, yeah. the molecule. He said, but you know what I appreciate? I appreciate the fact that you, you tried. I said, sir, I didn't mean to offend the chemistry. I, I thought I was trying to find a way. And he goes, check my 
back then we had a small book when you uh, you'd write everything. Yeah. He goes, you don't have any exam. It's your first one. I said, I mean, I've tried, but unfortunately, he goes, you know what? Generally, for this kind of exam, as a first one, I, I, I'm going to decline, but I want to give you hope. So it gave me the break. minimum score. Oh, that's awesome. But when I finished, you know, the university after five years, I, you know, I did a dedication to the fact that sometimes, you know, that's uh, it, it, it's just enough an extra int mm-hmm. to find a completely new word, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, that was the pivoting point where then I started and then the fourth year, I think I still own the record. I did like uh, 16 exam in one year, which was not possible, but I was knocking the door of the old the office and say, hey, sir, do you have any free time that I can do the exam? And then we're going to register. Some teacher were doing that, some teacher not. But then when they checked the data, they said, how can you have done do- all those exams? And I said, I-, I asked for it. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a way. And I've never been the smart guy in the room. You know, I, I saw people very smart, very talented. Yeah. And uh, the last things that I can tell you about this history that uh, I watched a movie recently, uh, I, I forgot his name of the actor, but it's super famous. Uh, it's a movie about basketball. Okay. It's very recent. And uh, the quote that they get from it, and I feel it's very true, is um, Obsession Beat Talents. Oh, I the Adam Sandler Adam movie. Adam Sandler. <clears throat> yeah. I was going to say, talent, there's a book, called, another great book called Talent is Overrated. Yeah, uh, I mean, because, I, talent. You know, uh, hard so, work uh, beats talent if talent doesn't work. Exactly. And uh, that's my case. I didn't yeah. have a specific talent. I still don't have it. Uh, but uh, if you work. He's now, so modest. No, no. You don't no. get a wife who looks <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> not you know what I keep saying? <laughs> a lot of people, when they see me there, they say, Is that your wife? Number one. <laughs> I said, Yes. And believe me or not, I'm not smart. I'm not even rich. <laughs> And I'm okay. And they look at it and start laughing. Yeah. And she's not. She's she's very good. <laughs> she's uh, unfortunately people in Italy they judge women mainly for the aspect, right? Sure. But she's more beautiful inside. And uh, I right. tried to, and she knows that in the way that I said, Isabel, can you imagine for a man when you meet a beautiful woman that is even smart and humble? Yeah. It's it's the most beautiful things. Or you know, even if you have a a, a man or being humble, beautiful, and smart is like hands yeah. down. You yeah. know, it's it's the way that I I wish everyone to be. Yeah. So, you graduate. Um, how'd you end up in California? So when I graduate, I also took other two years of exam for the enology because back then, uh, the, food, the the university in Italy was very traditional. Okay. So you didn't had back in the nineties a lot of specialties. Um, those days, I checked, there are so many that I don't even count it. Even back then, it was like economy mm-hmm. low. Mm-hmm. Now you have, you know, injury low. You have, uh, you know, glo- extra community low. So the one was more generic. Yeah. And, and the classes were five years. So w- minimum was four to five years. And then extra years of specialties. So it, it's more longer than the U.S. Yeah. Um, so uh, then I finished, and I always grow up in the 90s with a lot of all the people in Italy grew up in the 90s, they had a huge influence of American because all the TV was driven by you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember so many series that I can't recall, like Stasky Natch or, <laughs> no, I love them, you know, Stasky Natch or um, uh, my, uh, what's the, the car, the black car with... Uh, oh, Knight Rider. Knight Rider. Uh, and then, of course, the recent one, like um, Baywatch. Yeah. But my favorite was Manion P.I. Oh, 
So that was mine too, man. I loved it because he was like super cool. He, he basically, I don't know why he's driving that Ferrari. Yeah, yeah but he was in East Ferrari. You know what's the beauty? I know. Of it? It, you know it, <laughs> he, he, he didn't even live on a state. He was yeah. living, living in the guest house and it was someone else's Ferrari. Yeah. That was the best. It, that's the life goal. It was told people, yeah. my UPI. He was like always single, always butterfly gentleman. And uh, let me read. Oh, first name Thomas. Why? Oh, that's right. His name oh, was, was Thomas. Tom oh, Magnum. you're right. His I name was thought... Thomas Magnum. I'm oh. old as shit. I'm like, what? <laughs> I can't read your. That's not your fault. <laughs> so thank you for helping out. Yeah. So uh, that's right. Of course, you like. You're like, my name is Thomas. And he was. His a... name is Thomas. Yeah, yeah, it was I'm always moving to Hawaii, <laughs> but you didn't make it. You made it to LA. So I mean, not LA. Where in California did you land? So when, when I landed in California, even there was completely. I don't know why. In Italy, they show you, of course, California just beaches and and and, and right. that's it. Right. LA is. When I checked the dimension on the Lonely Planet, yeah. I used the Lonely Planet. I figured out that the diameter of LA is basically uh, converted in miles. I think 60, 70 miles, which to me it was like to go from my hometown to the next town with two-hour train. So it was like, I'll tell you another story. When I went to university in Bologna in the beginning, it was like 40 miles. This is just to show the mentality of blue collar. Again, nothing against them, but my grandmother said, oh, you're going to start university. You're going to go in Bologna. I was like, hey, mom, yeah. Oh, you're going to take the train? Yeah. So when I was packing stuff, she's starting to stick chunk of cheeses, yeah. coffee yeah. machine. I said, Mom, well, Grandma, what were you going to do? I mean, it's just an hour and a half train. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's far away. We went only twice. I mean, you're, you, so to give you an yeah. idea how yeah. the perception of the distances. Yeah. So when I landed, it was like, it took me probably two hours to get out of the airport because I was not prepared to, to be in such a big airport. Yeah. So I got lost here and there. And I had a, a friend of a friend that was supposed to uh, come pick me up. And uh, she sent me, uh, you know, the address and the spot in a phone call because I didn't have a cell phone. So I, I took all the notes, but mm -hmm. I couldn't find it. So and my English was like, I thought that I knew some part of it, but it didn't work at all. <laughs> so I was trying to, so she came and then after two hours, she, she, luckily she waited. Yeah. So that was, and then she, it was almost night. She brought me there home with her parents. It was an Italian family. Uh, I think it was second, third generation. So basically, they, she said, you can stay one week here because my grandparents, they speak Italian. Okay. So, okay. Unfortunately for me, they were Sicilian. I was saying, that's another thing too. <laughs> so they didn't, they were speaking Sicilian, <laughs> right. which is a dialect. And yep. I didn't, we didn't yeah. kind of hardly communicate. And they were coming here when they were teenagers. So they didn't really... But they treat me like a son. I, I mean, I love them dearly because they, they, they asked me for one week. They yeah. give me a huge food and stuff. So then I started with the English school uh, in, in, in Los Angeles to go to. Um, I, then I went down in San Diego. Sorry. Okay. Mm -hmm. So from LA, I went down to San Diego because I thought it was smaller. Yeah. So I was feeling more easy to, to handle it. And in San Diego, for the first time in my life, uh, I, I hate to say, but I starting to see what what is homeless. I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, it was like something that it was in my vocabulary because on the farm you have people that maybe are like the drunk guy of the village right. or they're crazy, but you don't. Th they have a place to stay, you yeah. know. Like, and and so I starting to learn a lot of things and respect a lot of them because I was talking to them. And I was uh, unfortunately when they asked me something, I gave it to them. Right. And then people taught me how to behave, right. you know. And I learned that's another process that you learn a lot. Yeah. 
and a lot of them they have also beautiful interesting story actually I watch a lot of biography the guy is called uh, the white belly I don't know if you saw it mm -hmm. he's an American photographer that okay. does beautiful YouTube uh, quick interview 30 minutes of homeless mm -hmm. extra, and there is beautiful story behind it so people believe that they are always no I mean there's people I mean it's a sensitive subject sensitive, for sure. Right? I mean, but, but there's people who like whatever could could be very successful. Exactly. Something happens, they get addicted to drugs. I mean, it's it's not it's not this like they these people are bums. Like, yes. Yeah, people say like every homeless person has a story of how they got there, um, you know. And it's and it's and I don't believe in blaming people or but like neither I do. But but like there were forces that they couldn't handle. Some people, things happen in people's lives and other people can respond to them a certain way. But other people, that's the way they responded. They didn't They didn't have the resources or whatever within. Doesn't make them wrong. But there's always a story. It's not just exactly. like, nobody goes, I'm going to be homeless. Or in that, my, That's what I want to do. No, no, or in my head, it was like, you're born like that. Right. You know, like, right. since we are from Italy and yeah. on the farm and like, oh, it may be the, our very... Immediate connection was like, oh, he, he was born in, without house, so that's what he do. Right. It's not like we had in Italy a back then in the eighties some gypsies. Yeah, no, but th those are like no, but no, man, yeah, no, no but, man, but it's different. You know, yeah. they they move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and that was a, and then when I was in San Diego, long story short, um, I got a phone call. Then I worked there a little bit mm -hmm. as a classic. You know, I had the permit. Uh, and I was able to work as a bartender okay. uh, in some start, but unfortunately, again, English issue. I remember one night it was a heavy, you know, beautiful place in Gaslam District. So the first I still remember it was a beautiful black lady that came to. I can I say girl? I mean, she was probably yeah. Crying. I mean, I say girl. I mean, y'all be y'all know how I be mad at me. I'm I'm 53. I have no offense. You could say girl. You're 53, MJ. Oh, no, I'm 54. See, I'm I'm losing. I've got early uh, onset. I don't Italy, even know how old I am. In Italy, we have a says, or do you sleep in the refrigerator? Because you're <laughs> <laughs> you're very. I mean, I it's always I didn't thought you. Yeah. Had 40 so this so was black woman, you know, black girl, and um, and she, she she you know she was very polite mm -hmm. and she tried to help me because she understood that yeah. obviously I, I was not uh, you know an American guy, and she goes, "Can I get a room, please?" And I was like, "I'm sorry, can can you say it again? Uh, can you get a Corona, please?" And um, and then I said, "Hold on a second. I tried to. Yep. Metabolize, and then I goes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss. Which which kind of cocktail is that? And she said, "It's a fa Corona beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beer." It's yeah. A, yeah. And I said, "Oh, thank you," because <laughs> I was thinking it was a complicated yeah. cocktail yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So basically, Italy, we didn't have Corona beer. Why would you? Why would you have Mexican it, beer? And uh, now, now is now. I think. It's, oh, now you do because yeah, it's like the large. It's bigger than Budweiser now. But. I don't know, but back then. It was like very rare to hit the no, Corona I mean, in the '90s, you know. See, like, I'm, well, I remember Corona was they, their big push. It was like for the spring breaks in the '80s, man. Oh yeah, I, I nearly, late uh, '80s they had a big push. And I they would go so, so and then of course the, the the owner of the bar said, "Hey, tell me, I give you three that three nights of training. If you don't become which three whole nights." <laughs> no, but I thought <laughs> it's an extensive training program. <laughs> no, they run at that place. <laughs> and then I thought when I was going home, and I thought. How can I improve the English in three? I mean, the the, the, the option are, I mean, I can improve in three days, right. but then what I did in three days, I did a full immersion of studying mainly all the cocktail menu because the phonetic sound was helping me a lot. Yeah. So that's what I learned. Give me a Cosmo, 
or give me. <laughs> I mean, that's no, I know, I love it because that was I, that just popped <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we didn't. I need this sort yeah. of uh, slang, and um, so give me a Cosmo or give me a clap soda. Clap, what is a clap soda? We, we don't know what it is. We don't have any lead. Or give me a screwdriver. So, so, so yeah, wow. Um, so long story short, I guess I was very being helped for the bartender. She was a lovely lady, and she, even though she understood that I was actually having issue, yeah. uh, she took my back a few times. Uh, like, you know, in a, in a heavy environment, you don't have a lot of time to. Yeah. And she goes, it, it, it one this, one that, you know? You got it? Yeah. You got it? Yeah. So that's gave me hope. Yeah. And then the third night, the owner came and he asked me, um, how do you feel? I said, uh, sir, I feel good. You know, you have always to. Right. I feel good. I, I'm sure that I can improve, but of course I'm not there yet. And then he talked to the girl, which I didn't know. And the girl said, pr probably she said, give, give him more weeks. You know, he's going to make it. Because he came toward me and then he goes, you know, this place is a, a heavy volume bar. Yeah. And they have a line of people that want a bartender here. So, because of course you make decent tips, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but I like to have an Italian accent behind the bar. Of course. And I was like, what, what, it, what does it mean? I mean, yeah, Italian yeah, accent. He's like, no. It's I was, like everybody in Italy has an Italian accent. <laughs> so yeah, it was it. like, <laughs> I don't get, I don't know if he was like trying to impress me or, but for sure, you know, looking back we're 20, 26 years ago, almost 30, he was trying to give me hope and say, hey, I try to see what you have or what your port. He's like, what are your positives now that I can work with? Yeah, and, yeah. and then it worked out, yeah. you know, and then it worked out, and then, uh, of course, you become always more familiar, and then, of course, um, there are always local clients that you get. They gave you your back. Right. Because clients sometimes, you know, uh, they, they were saying nice word to the owner mm -hmm. uh, to the point that I remember one night, I felt sick, I had fever, and I had to call, you know, a rain check. And some clients, they didn't see me behind the bar, and they called the owner, because I didn't have a phone, and they say, well, Tommy's supposed to, because I told them, I'm going to be there Friday night, right? Right. And so they call him, and he called me back, and he goes, I got phone call from clients, never happened, why are you not there? I said, I called in um, Lauren that I'm sick, you know, I'm fever. Oh, it's okay. But it was weird because it never happened that the clients called me for. They're making sure you didn't fire you. Yeah, no, he goes, and he goes, did you offer him any cocktail? Because I know you're Italian, you just niggled stuff on the table. I said, sir, I, I tend to be generous. You know, if they buy three, four cocktail, at least one is on the house. And he right. goes, okay, don't do more than that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. And then from there, you know, I moved in New York. and. Um, when did you land in New York? What year was that? Uh, 2000, uh, California, five, six, around five, actually. She, okay. she said six, but I think it's five. Yeah. And then in California, I got hooked up with the uh, university. They told me that there was a program in Long Island City. There was a gentleman, which I own him a lot, called Sam Levitas. He's still uh, you know, alive, of mm -hmm. course, you know. And he had a small import company of wines. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about 2005, yes, four or five. And uh, he called me for an interview, um, but I never done an interview officially for corporate. So it was like $10 million company, yeah. which, which for Italy was like big, huge, you know, I mean, uh, another things that I can compare and share with you is that in Italy, majority of the company are run by eight to twelve people, fifteen yeah. people. Uh, here, just a small shop is like twenty people. Restaurant seventy eighty. It's a corporate in Italy seventy eighty. You know, like it's yeah. a different perception. Yeah. Yeah. So I went in Long Island, and um, unfortunately, I didn't have 
proper clothes. Uh, so a friend of mine said, hey, it's a cop, you gotta, you gotta dress up. Right. You, know, you can't go with uh, dirty sneakers and <laughs> T-shirts and stuff. So I didn't add any suits and I went to buy one, I think in a 21 century, sort yeah. of super discounted. Yeah. I bought one of the less expensive black, white shirt, black, black tie, Perhaps I, I would be able to get jobs in the funeral house like that, <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. So I took the train to Long Island. I don't know somehow it was cold. It was February. I swept on the. You know when you when you there was a stair down down the railroad. There was an iron stair. Yeah. Sort of the the, mm -hmm. the steps were iron. Yeah. So somehow I don't know. I had cheap shoes and stuff. I swept. It's not even cheap shoes. You could have expensive shoes, but if they're not scuffed. Yeah, exactly. So you I got sweat. leather bottoms. You're yeah, eating. yeah. I sweat like I felt myself on the air, which is the oh, more. You be like, why? Yeah. I'm floating. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the two seconds that you feel like it's going to be bad. Yeah. And then I land on my butt and everything hurt me a lot. But the worst thing is I, I tried to stood up right away. Like there are people around me. Are you okay? Positive. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and then uh, while I walked to the parking lot, I felt a lot of cold between my legs. I was like, what's going on? And I watch it. The, the pants completely broke almost oh. to the knee. <laughs> and oh. I had to go <laughs> so I had to go to do the interview and I was like, I can't be late. So I jump in into the bus. Uh, it was like a few stops. Wow, first of all, you took a train and ended up on a bus. You really wanted a job. Yeah, and, and then I took the and then I asked the driver, do you have a things? I didn't know how to call the staple because yeah. the net translate and stuff. And I tried to do this. <laughs> do you have the things? And he was, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? And then I showed the pants. And he realized that. Yeah. And he said, I don't have it, but let's stop. When you when you go down there, there is, uh, um, what was then? Uh, um, the staples? No. Staples. Staples, yeah. yeah. Close to that stop, there is staples. So I went to staples and I asked him. Can I just borrow your stapler? And they gave it to me. So I staple all the pants and I was trying to walk like really with, <laughs> with the short. Short steps. <laughs> yeah, steps. So I went into the office. So he pop his staples yeah, So I was very, and, and and it was hurting me because, you know, staple iron uh -huh. stuff. So it was not very comfortable, but I tried to walk cool. And then when I jump in the reception of the company, I was uh, perhaps 10 minutes late. And the things that I learned there is, uh, and that's very different cultural, and I admire yours versus ours is, in Italy we have the tendency of justify. Mm -hmm. There is always a reason why. And sometimes it's true, but you can use it. In America, you don't really have it. So I said, uh, you know, I, uh, they let me wait 30 minutes. And when I went into the office with the boss, I said, Hey, Mr. Cooney, um, just to know you're 15 minutes late at the meetings. And I was like, I'm sorry, sir. But unfortunately, I said, I had to take the train and the bus. And he said, all my employees take subs, exactly. subway, and, yeah. and train every day. Yeah, exactly. And they make it in China. Yeah. Uh, I said, okay, God, I'm sorry, sir. I, yeah. I apologize. That's what, you know, my tendency was to justify, yeah. not to be impolite or arrogant, but then he put me on my Back sits again. Well, that you know how it's going to be if you work yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. and then the interview, I didn't know how it went, but I got the job and they pay me also the. Um, back then was like seven, eight thousand dollar for the visa permit and stuff. Yeah. You have to be, and so he said it's going to be on me, uh, but I want you to perform and stuff. So it was so good that after three years, I got an offer in New York for a bigger import and distribution company, and I told him, but I didn't tell me on the way. I want to go. I said, hey, hey, Sam, I want you to know that they offered me a job, but I, I, I want to stay here. I mean, just, and he goes, you have to go. I was like, oh my God, he's got, he's got offended by it. 
He said, no, Tom, you have to go because you're good. He said, it was good. He said, you're good. You, 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 I can't give you that yeah, salad. Yeah, he's like, I, you're, the, I, you've, you, he couldn't do anything else for you. No, and said, that's rare when people will be honest with you. No, it's the only one that I found, I mean, yeah. at that level. Yeah. And he said, Tom, you're good. You're an immigrant. You did your job. And I mean, I love you dearly to keep you here, but I can't do it. I can't do it because that is my son, me, and, and yeah. all the sales. So you have to take his, I don't have even the capacity to reach those salaries. Yeah. And, um, and then I thought, oh, thank you. And then when I left, um, the last uh, the last month's salary was like five to six thousand dollar. I bring back back then they used to give you the check. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I brought back the check to him and say, hey, this is the at least I want you, the return on investment for, you, for, you, the, for the business yeah. stuff. Wow. And it was like very, you know, uh, shiny high. I said, Tommy, uh, it's forty years now I'm in business, and no one actually. <laughs> did that you know i said i'm a man of my own you know you help me you know and then since then of course i should actually um we now communicate every year for christmas and stuff but they should should be actually more close to these people but unfortunately traveling a lot and stuff but he knows and the good part is that people who are in this industry who does this job uh they tend to understand that you know you can't call them like every week or stuff but it, the beautiness with this kind of people is that you call on like after a year and you literally start a conversation when you left it a year ago. No, I know. I, then, I, I had a conversation with someone I worked for, shit, 1999. I hadn't talked to him since I left and we just picked up right where we left off. We that's beautiful. Popped a bottle I mean, of wine. Yeah, I mean, that's... He's like, I remember this about you. I was like, yo, wow. You know? Um, so... <clears throat> You were when we were warming up. You were telling me the story, um, and I want I want you to tell the story because I had to. I said, "Hold that story." But so you, part of the time when you lived in New York, you lived in Harlem. Yes. Okay. So, so what's this like a Italian no, dude? I know where you're going. Living up in Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have to be honest. Uh, there is a very good component when you're 25 out of college. Um, especially back then, without all this access to information, yeah. uh, which allows you to be more risky-driven without knowing. Right. Like, what do they say? Uh, ignorance is bliss sometimes? Is yeah. Like, 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 you, like, 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 not that Harlem, but, like, there's people who, like, because you didn't know, you came in with no preconceived notions. Exactly. That's beautiful. No prejudice. Yeah, to me, no like, prejudice. I, I always loved even, you know, my grandfather always taught me you gotta respect everyone, no matter. Yeah. Those are also a statement that my wife and I carry along everywhere we go. So we don't really have prejudice on sexual um, orientation, mm-hmm. uh, political, religion, and sometimes simply soccer. But that's the most difficult. I mean, part I know you have, you're prejudiced <laughs> with soccer all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the reality is, I, w- I would love to spread this message all over we go because. Yeah. We noticed that if you grew up there and that's what you've been taught, that's what you're going to somehow, you know, not everyone, as you said before, has the power to, or the curiosity. Yeah, curiosity, to, great word. To, to go out of that mm-hmm. that comfort zone. So, um, yeah, I moved in Ireland because uh, through connection back then, this uh, old mama, she was uh, very, very lovely. She said, I have a three-bedroom in 127 Street and San Saint Nick. Nick right? Yeah, it was just across the park. So to me, what I said, what? I don't want to pay for Central Park North. It was amazing. Like, uh, so as soon as I, as soon as I arrived with my backpack and stuff, I said, "Wow, we have a park across the street." And she goes, "You can't go there." I was like, "What do you mean, um, Angelica? Angelica? Uh, no, Gloria, Gloria. Sorry, Gloria. Angelica was there." I said, "Gloria, uh, 
I mean, there's a park. I mean, no, don't go there. Don't go, especially on the evening overnight. You don't go there, okay? Because you're one of the few white in the box. So, and I was like, what does that mean? What are you talking about? Why are you one of you white? And then I connected that, and then and then she go, son, have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, this is not the country. This is not. I know you're from Italy. I know if you're from a, you know a village. It's a beautiful country, it's a beautiful city. But there are rules that are not Britain. And there are situations that you have to learn to see and avoid. Mm-hmm. Don't judge. She taught me a lot. And she goes, so if you come here, avoid eye contact with these people. If they tell you something, play cool, just keep walking. Uh, and and that was very the best simple advice that, you know, when you're 25 in a new city, always uh, I recommend. So uh, there is something that people run there. You go in the opposite direction. Right, you know, right. people are running away. Yeah. You turn around yeah. and go yeah. that direction. So again, and look on the sidewalk. Just keep walking, yeah. okay? Yeah. So long story short, uh, one of the first night, um, and then also she was there because then we kept living there for a while, and and she was in Italy, my wife back then. So she was twenty four, and she's the real hero because she gave up a nurse job with specialties, uh, just uh, not even a mile from her own house. Mm-hmm which in Italy is the goal, right? You have mm-hmm. to work in the radius of two miles. That's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> and I have six, seven weeks of vacation. No, I'm, I'm extremely exaggerating. But no, back, th- back then it was sort of like that. So she called me and said, hey, I gave up. What do you give up? I'm going to join you in New York. I was, oh, my God. Isabel, are you sure? And she, said, she was, you know, women, when they decide. Yeah, they made up. You know. They are very precise, so sharp. So she came, she moved there, and I, I said, Gloria, my girlfriend, she's coming here, and she goes, it's okay. You can live both here as long as you behave. Okay. So the first night she arrived, I was so excited because she never been to New York before, right? But she come from a bigger city. Yeah. And while we were sleeping at like three, 2 a.m., three, it was mid, past midnight, we heard a lot of police, so many. Yeah. And we were like on the third or fifth, fifth floor. In the corner, literally, there was a window across the street of the park on 127 St. Nicholas. So I was like, I think I counted 12, 12 cars, or and there was coming and coming. And, and somehow, it's, it's sad to say, but I thought about the Blue Brother movie. Oh, the Blue Brother. A lot of police. Yeah. All was, the cops. To me, I was like, we there in the beginning, we're excited because, wow, that's real, man. Right. It's America. You know, it's, a, it's not a movie. And then we heard shotgun and stuff. Right. And then our face completely changed. I mean, I remember switch from... And exciting things to a cold blood here in my heartbeat, like that's real, yeah. you know. And in the country, we never heard about that. We never, very few settlement between families, yeah. which is different, you yeah. know. Like, yeah. but was like one every twenty years. Yeah. So that was the wake up call. Like it's real. You have to be careful, yeah. and you have to behave because yeah. at the end of the day. If you behave well, 90% of the time you can. So we lived there for a year and a half, I think. And um, it's funny because uh, I tried to, you know, make people love me. And the only way that you can do it, be humble, be positive. And and I have a lot of wine samples. So every time I was coming back from, uh, you know, my work days, I have like three, four, five, six bottles of wines that I couldn't drink. You know, you you go with client, you taste it. And it was all these, uh, you know, guys in the blocks, and they said, "Hey, guys, would you like some wine?" And they were in the beginning like skeptic. Right. Hey, hey, Milky, what's going on? Why you? They called you Milky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they called me Milky. I said, "Milky, what's going on?" 
And I go, I mean, you know, I sell wine and I represent, I'm, I'm, you know, I study enology in, in Italy and stuff. So the things that I, it was somehow more attractive for them, it was not the taste of the wine. I mean, they, they understood a little. No, it's the prestige. <coughs> how much it, how much did it cost? Yeah, how much it cost? Like yeah. I said, oh, this you can buy a restaurant like 70 bucks, 70 bucks. Yeah. And then they were like, right. I mean, that's the whole okay. thing. It's that's okay. the whole thing with like yeah. Cristal. Like people, that was the whole hip hop thing with Cristal. People wanted to, you know, paying 100, 200 bucks for a bottle of champagne. Yeah, it's true. It's no, fancy. But, but, but you know, and there's nothing wrong with it, but it's, but, but it's not, it doesn't start out as first like, like, oh my God, mm, wow, this is leathery and tar and earth. It's just like, it's and, just like. And the other things that I learned and that was very different for me because in Italy, you know, we have a sort of a Mediterranean diet, sort yeah. of. So but you had you had Harlem fried chicken. Kennedy, yes, Kennedy fried chicken. <laughs> you got Kennedy it. fried chicken. Not even, not even. So the guy goes it's Kennedy fried chicken one, at the Harlem. There was also some older man, right? Yeah. And I give to everyone equivalently a try because sometimes yep. they were like, "Oh, give me this." I said, "Guys, if you, next days or a few days, I'm hitting the the sidewalk. I have it. So yeah. don't argue for that. You know, he's older. You can get the Barolo. But he's like, "No, I want the Barbarella. <laughs> yeah. I want oh, the they Barolo." They become a little spoiled yeah, exactly. after a year, right? You got him more that Dolcetto. <laughs> yeah, and the, and then I go, and then you I got him more that Dolcetto. The, the old man, the, the old man goes, "Is it good with fried chicken?" I was like, "I mean," I said, "It's good, but don't put too many sauces on the chicken. Otherwise, you're gonna cover completely the wine, right?" <laughs> No, but it was funny, lovely people. And awesome. one good meeting, you know, all this hilarious introduction to tell you a very beautiful story. Uh, I ran into this kid that was probably 21 called Mosul. Mm -hmm. He was actually living with his grandmother in 132nd, no, 123, 130 and Malcolm X, or Adam Clayton. And uh, one day he said, I'm going to open a wine shop. And he was like, good. You know, I was like 26, 27, he was like, five years younger than me but in my head it was like I, I, I you know you I couldn't see it yeah I couldn't see I said you know I mean he, he doesn't have the knowledge he doesn't have the culture and back 25 years ago or so 20 was not so easy you know have an understanding I mean it's a lot yeah I mean that's that's amazing so Mosul he, he over delivered because then I lost track of him and um, one day they told me there's a new account in Ireland Tom it's close to your house it's called, I forgot it's called the Wine uh, God or stuff like that. Go to visit. I went. I haven't seen them in a while. It was him. Mm -hmm. It was him. He opened the wine shop. I mean, a very small, but very cute, very cute. very. And then, you know, I started doing business with him. And then, like, I haven't seen them him for six, seven years. I ran into him uh, two days ago to James Suckling. Okay. I ran into him. We have, and he was like, he said, you. <laughs> he said, I even opened a wine bar across the street in the corner. And they wow. said, Mosul? No, I mean, we were in touch yeah. through social, but yeah. uh, I was so proud of him. And I always told him, man, you. you Look you, at you, man. You got you got brothers open up wine bars and, yeah, and, and retail yeah. stores I mean, in Hawaii. Like, and I promised him. Go milky. Yeah, go milky. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sometimes, again, as we said in the previous episode, or, uh, you know, you can connect the even small dot backwards. And sometimes it's a matter of inch. Right. Yeah. So probably got that feeling of seeing an Italian guy that he was coming from Italy, explaining. He was curious. I know this because he was like, "Why this one is different than this one?" Right. And so he, I don't want to say I crack it. He had it right inside him. But sometimes that's a beauty. You never know. I mean, we have three. Like, you never know where, where what, who you're going to impact and how. Like we're talking about Toma kids, and like, believe me, the fact I'm sure he'll admit 
that he had an impact. You got to hook me up. Got to have him on the podcast because this is like I love stories like this. No, I wanna I wanna actually I introduce stories, to you yeah. because you are very close and uh, it's uh, it's a nice uh, gentleman. The guy is young. I think he's like now 35, 36. Uh, and um, of course he he's starting to after many years to be very specialized, very, sure. very you know, and it's a pro. Yeah. You know, and yeah. plus you know, open a wine bar. Uh, and nowadays, uh, it's more difficult than it was 20 years ago, in my opinion. It's more competitive. Well, it's more of them right there. I mean, just when when people start opening wine about Enoticas or whatever, they, they weren't around. Now, now everybody has everybody and their sister. Yeah. So so now you got a it's a specialized market. Of and, course, and you got to curate, and it's there's so much that goes with that. Oh my God! Look, we have, we got a few minutes left. Um, we're not even, we didn't even get to back, and we're good. We're gonna keep talking. Ming Ming's like Ming, come get some more wine. Ming, please. You are the one that does uh, all the job. Oh, it's okay. It's a blessing. Uh, Ming knows. That's why it's black. No, but you know why? It's probably a hundred dollar bottle, so we we do we need to like bless a, it? a perfume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had to bless the bottle. Would you like some more? So I'm good. I just, I drink this shit all the time at home, bro. You mean you ain't impressing me with your wine. No, I No, know, actually I, I did bless it. That's so funny because um Listen, you did harvest what? is going on and that's what they do. They everybody opens up yeah, some exactly. type of sparkling blessing. No, but trips. also but also <clears throat> you have a personal signature in your box. Uh, well listen, man. <laughs> there was a character on TV, commercial guy called my 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 name is Marvin John, so MJ starts. I love Marvin it. John. I love it. But there was a character called Messy Marvin, and he's always making a mess, and that's what my wife calls me. <laughs> Messy and Marvin. I, I had to. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it when I go. Yeah, go Google Messy Marvin commercials. I wanna see. It. He used to make chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> the Hershey syrup. It had the no drip bottle, so he wouldn't make a mess. But he's always it knocking stuff over. Um, so you're you're uh, you're working in New York. You're op- you're helping. You you have this growth. Um, and then, um, was that Vias that you went to after you left uh, the smaller guy? No, no. I, I, I actually, before to go to Vias, I went also in, a, in another one, which was run by Italian, uh, based in Los Angeles. It was a, a food and wine company. Okay. Uh, it was quite uh, big, but um, the things that I learned there was a completely different experience. Um, so did they, you, now, did you work for them in New York, or you went back to California? No, they actually offered me a, a training program in California for okay. two, three months, okay. and then they wanted me to stay on okay, the East Coast. That's, okay. a good that's a big mistake that I want to share with everyone that I did personally. So they offered me twice the salary that I was making in the previous company, right? And of course, you know, when you are 26, uh, you know, finish college, you come in a different country, uh, you have a dream. Uh, you feel like, you know, I remember I went, I went back to my girlfriend and said, hey, they offered me twice, you know, <laughs> like, and we were like excited. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but we were excited. And then uh, they offered me also the benefit, expenses account, you know, st- stuff that I didn't even know was existing, car yeah. allowance. They bought me, they said, you have, you have the opportunity to get a car, but they said in New York, I don't need a car, you know, yeah. I, I always grew up with motorcycle. Yeah. And they go, you buy your own motorcycle. You go buy and then uh, your expenses. I was like, it's true. I mean, she's here. So I was like, oh, holy cannoli. <laughs> Mother flour. <laughs> Cheese and cracker. He said, holy cannoli. I love it. <laughs> so, the first on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I said, you know, I, I, and then I took the job. But unfortunately, no one taught me that if they pay you twice, but, I mean, not always, but. Yeah, they no. Are, you know, there listen. Is a, there is I went to law school. Like, you, you want that hundred fifty thousand dollar year job out of law school, 
which I didn't get. But anyway, but I'm grateful because then you're working 150 hours a week, so it becomes a dollar an hour. <laughs> yeah, if you do the math, <laughs> yeah, plus, yeah. no, I said with my wife, in the end of the day, I said, plus, I have to hire a doctor for psychological stress <laughs> exactly. and stuff. So if you do the right, no, I mean, we started in this company, uh, it was a team for all United States of seven people. Okay. So it was spread, you know, three in the East Coast, two in the Midwest, and me another guy in the East. Very nice team. They were investing a lot of money to gain traction on the market, uh, wine and food, uh, high-hand scale wine and food. And um, we started. But then, you know, the big boss was very bossy at the point that uh, he was very, sometimes rude, you mm -hmm. know. Luckily, with me in the beginning, he behaved, you know, I was working hard. You know, I always had that feeling that I want to make you proud. It's not just based on money. It's based on ambition. It's based on commitment. I always work that way. Yeah. But you can't push till a certain point, right. you know. So all the meetings, like, you know, 250 meetings, phone call, and all the meetings were always nervous. You got to deliver more. What are you doing, guys? Because they spoke at the team, right? We were connected based on revenue of area. Right. So... Three months, two guy, one guy gave up. Four months, another guy gave up. Um, long story short, in in, in Alpha, I was the only one left. Wow. And then and then like the like the pursuit of <laughs> Yeah, no, but hold on. Yeah, I was the only one left because I was actually planning to leave too. To be <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was the only immigrant. They had the the paper, so I couldn't find out a job unless they let me go, sort of. So. At one point, I said this, but I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I mean, it's very, you know, out of, it's not based on money. Right. It's out of, you know, it's scream every time on the phone yeah. and stuff. You know, it's 2000, I was like, oh, 2008, nine, I don't remember. So the word, you know. So at one point, uh, I run into uh, a guy in New York in a bar. It was like the general manager of VS. And he, he heard me talking about wine stuff and he go, uh, you're Italian? Oh, yeah. And you have a bachelor's degree? Yeah, yeah, I got the paper. I'm, I'm under contract with this company. And he goes, call me, and uh, we'll fix an appointment. So, but I was like, I'm handling in here. You know, I was like, let, let you know, in the end of the day, uh, the, he was a tough boss, but when we had meetings and dinner and stuff, he wasn't so bad. You know, yeah. like, I under, I tried to read him through. And, and when you have this kind of boss, um, of course, depending on your, as you said before, everyone has different abilities to cope with yeah. the situation. Yeah. And the Italian side helped me a lot because in Italy we tried to get, the first thing reaction is hilarious and sarcasm in front of big issue. Because right. you try to try downside. To it. Yeah. And that's helped me a lot because it was like, hey man, it's just, you know, we're selling wine. I said right. once, we don't do heart open surgery. Right, right, right. I mean, like, it was like, you didn't deliver the wine, the guy there, you know, it was like, understand he's going to receive a money i know it's an issue i already apologize i already talked to him i really but again so long story short at one point uh went with vs uh in the beginning uh they made me a good offer but i declined it because i said i don't want you know it's just not almost not not even two years down there i don't want you know and then they came back they raised and uh, then was the time where my contract had the clause that I didn't even know was existing because neatly we didn't have then. So the clause was that I couldn't work for a list of competitors. Oh, yeah, yeah, non-compete, which is actually illegal, but no one knows that. But I yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if it was legal or not, but that company was not listed. So I went to the lawyer. I said, you know, I don't want to piece anyone off. What do I want to do the right thing? He said, no, you're right, Tommy. You know, you can't do it. So he said, but with this kind of, I know your boss, I know your company, he said, lawyer. 
uh, they have lost it here and there. Do that. You just send an email politely, which is my style. Yeah. Tell them that you're going to give a no notice that you agree on. And then, as soon as you send the email, don't do anything else and start your new job position. So I did that, right? And then one day I was talking to my wife and she goes, Tommy, we have a deposit in our account of four, thirty, forty $40,000. I don't remember what this was like. $45,000. What are you talking about? $45,000, what? She goes, yeah, the company wired $45,000. And then I said, hold on, said, let me call them back. You know, So I called the boss and said, what's going on? I mean, sorry, but I received, I think there is a mistake. I, I, actually, first I called the, um, uh, the, the accountant's office. Yeah. And they said, no, I, I've been instructed to wire $45,000 as bonus that you should have earned and stuff. I didn't follow through. Okay, you should talk to the boss. So I, I talked to him and said, hey, I want you to stay. You know, <laughs> you deserve it. Da, da, da. And then uh, I was like, I'm sorry, man. I, I don't mean to be, I mean, for me, it was a lot of money. Trust me. You know, Shit. I mean, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Man. For me, <laughs> and somebody then, wire me $45,000 <laughs> listening to this podcast. And, and, and believe me, guys, I'm not rich actually. I have mortgage and stuff. So even today, it, it could be very exactly. appreciated. <laughs> but then I felt inappropriate and I talked to her and she said, let's wire the money back. And, yeah. and, and, then, and then we closed the deal. So, you know, and then I started with VS, was very beautiful years, six, seven years with them. We grow, the company went from 25 to 45 million. Is that where you met the Da Milano? Yes, family? exactly, yeah. exactly. So I was selling Da Milano there, and um, I didn't even know exactly the story of the Milano family. I yeah. know the wine were very good, they have beautiful vineyards, all the, you know, when you, when you analyze wineries, of course, at our level, you have to. Uh, use a lens. You go very mm -hmm. in details, mm -hmm. see which kind of vineyard we can, you know, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the potential and, and so investment and stuff. So I knew that they have huge potential. They were doing already excellently. And um, but uh, when I, in 2017 with my wife, uh, we decide for family matter to relocate ourselves after almost 10 years in U.S. in Italy back because in the end of the day, when you live up, when you live out of your country. As long as you find yourself well, as long as you make decent money, uh, you will always feel that, uh, you know, it's funny. When you go back in Italy, back then we used to go twice, three times a year, you start to see your parents getting older yep. differently because <laughs> you didn't have them always. Right. So um, we decided let's try to go back um, to see also if we can help our country. Because remember, guys, for you as American, with all the issue that every country has, but at least the things that we admire about you and the things that you taught me, guys, is that there is always a, ch a second chance, which in Italy, unfortunately, there is, but culturally you've been taught that failure is permanent, and mm -hmm. that's a big issue in the you know, educational system. Failure is just one step to the right direction. But unfortunately, if you fail, you're gonna like being crucified or you failed, you know, it's not like, instead of saying, hey, at least he tried, right? So uh, growing up with that mentality, um, we, we, we went back and we said, we tried to help our country because I think we had learned in 10 years and even more traveling a decent experience. And uh, there is everywhere something to learn. No matter mm -hmm. if we, we've been in China, we've been, in China they taught me a very beautiful thing. I was in China, so as we we were said before, in Italy you swear sometimes when you're in a difficult situation, yeah. right? So I was like trapped in this cab 
I was losing my fly. The door didn't open. It was a whole cat. I don't know what. So try, and the guy was trying to do gentle, right? Yeah. And I said, starting swear, like I'm super unlucky. That's polite version. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super unlucky. And the guy, after a while, he opened the door, and he goes, "Sir, can I tell you something? Yeah, lucky is always looking for a good place to stay." So I was like. Oh, okay. I like that. You know, I like that. You know, I was like super pissed Stop off. Stop saying you're unlucky. Like yeah. He's looking for a place to stay. Which is true. Which, then I elaborated, you know, instead of. So um, that's another, you know, pivoting point when from a bad situation, you can get yes. something good out of it. And um, so we went back in Italy and I had already a contract signed with a beautiful property in Tuscany. And unfortunately, in Italy, it's a little different, which means that. I supposed to start, I don't remember, like uh, in February, March, but they said, oh, we have the current director that, uh, you know, the current GM that uh, we have some legal issue to let him go and stuff. So you got to wait a couple of months. And they said to me, it's not a big problem. I mean, it, you know, I, I believe in the project, to be honest with you. So a month goes by and I call for, you know, a an check, update. yeah, an update, <laughs> you know, and they said, yeah, we're still going through the lawyer and stuff. It might be one month, maybe two. So I said, I'm sorry, guys. I mean, um, even though we have a pre-contract, if you don't mind, I would resign it because um, I don't really, I mean, I was very motivated. But, you know, if you're starting from day one already having this sort of... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not, that's omnious, as we call it. Like, I, like I, you can understand things, but like, I mean, we don't have it here. Like, like, what are you talking about? Like, he's fired. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, yeah, we got exactly. Gotta, no, you, we have a contract. <laughs> But he's you gotta work it out because you have like like just pay the dude, cut him loose. Yeah, pay him because there so was I can start a, working. yeah because the problem was in Italy. Of course, again there are rules and yep. unfortunately some are seen in a different points. And then when you put lawyers, nothing against lawyers, I love them dearly, but uh, of course they can't uh, Just we need them, but nobody really yeah. likes lawyers. I went to uh, listen, man, you know, I told you, you know, yeah, three lawyers, me, Bobby, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. none of us practice honestly, law. For his, honestly, <laughs> I think your three are the best lawyer I've ever met. Because <laughs> so we don't practice law. Um, but yeah, no, it can, because, you know, I'm not going to diss my brethren, but like, it's called billable hours. They want to drag stuff out. <laughs> no, I, I, Especially, I, I don't know about Italy, but United States, like, if you get paid by the hour, you want the case to take more hours. Yeah, that's, that's actually that's the Italian attitude, guys. Right? <laughs> that's economics. I think you're more Italian than you think, <laughs> yeah, right. guys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I mean, so um, where we were, and um, I lost myself. Help me out. Yeah, you. Uh, you. So you asked to be released from the from the contract. Yeah, so uh, I asked him for the release, and then uh, I was in. Uh, I came back to New York uh, just to, you know, to quick uh, visit, right. and I ran into VS office, like, you okay. know, uh, you know, just my, coming in off. Yeah, Tommy, yeah. back to Italy. Yeah. Hey, he's like, hey he's guys, really looking for somebody. He's like, hey, what's going on? Hey, no, they like, they said for me, oh, you back? I know you, <laughs> I, you know, bastard. I know you couldn't stand more than two months over there. You're back, and the big boss was kind of happy. You're back, right. you know. We got yeah, he was. Home. He's like, come on. Yeah, let's do it. On, and I said, no, guys, I was just paying visit to you. And, you know, I miss you guys and stuff. So, in that moment, uh, one of uh, there was Paolo da Milano, the owner of the wine. I was visiting. You know, it was always. Visiting. I love stories like this. Like you came back to New York for a visit, and then Paolo da Milano. Yeah, he was there, there and uh, he 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 actually uh, the boss said, "This is you know, uh, Tommy Cooney, and you and you know, oh uh, my pleasure, because basically they know our names based on depletion, right." So they check all the report. You know, all the winer has a 
depletion report and they see which crab who was moving the product. Yeah. yeah. And luckily, I before uh, right a couple of months before I left, I placed um, our Barolos in uh, Cipriani's. Mm, heard so, of it. So it's you know it's a beautiful yeah. Italian heritage name and stuff. So it was moving a lot of Barolos, you know. And of course, as a Barolo producer, you want to be represented. You want to be in the restaurant down at Wall Street. Yes, this was the, the main goal. Yeah. <laughs> but I did it because, um, again, that's uh, back then when you are an immigrant, um, like it or not, you tend to associate a lot with Italians, you know, in the beginning for oh, two yeah. reasons, because you, you feel, you know, the cam camer cameratismo. Yeah. I don't know how you Camaraderie. say it. Camaraderie. Camaraderie, yeah. you see. Mm -hmm. And plus because, you know, especially if they are from your own region. Yeah, and if they're from your region. It's like brotherhood. It's like you're in a gang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, these, are, these are boys. So the the buyer then was from my own city. I mean, the city close to Bologna. Wow, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. You know, it's already like, hey, Tommy. It's a city. done deal. Yeah. No, I said, the wine is good. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a done deal. Like, so, you're, you're from home. So so yeah. we started doing business there. And uh, back in 2005 or six, I don't remember. But no, maybe later, Wall Street. No, after yeah, before the 2008, right? We had yeah, eight was a crash. Yeah, yeah, before then, <laughs> six and seven was like you know, uh, great. Oh, that was golden. Yeah, years. that was big, big economy. Yeah. So they were going through Barolo. Oh, this has opened up. I yeah. can't believe it's 18 years old, and it's not fading. It's just blooming. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, that was that. You must have been rolling because that that was Isabel. You should taste it. Now. Yeah, you taste it. Yeah. Um, it uh, you can come, you come in yeah. no just with the harm the just harm you we, can we do this all the time on the show even in no, the, she's super shy all right that's uh, uh, okay you're not in you're not you're nowhere in the picture you don't want to be in the picture oh there she is no i kid i kid. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no that was that was people were rolling oh my god because that was the lead up to the bubble bursting Everybody was just slinging. No, I mean, everybody was slinging those <laughs> shitty mortgage-backed oh securities in 06 and 07. I don't have the knowledge to afford this yeah, conversation, I, I, I but mean, I read you know, something. I, I, I just, for my, my listeners, they know I know all these stupid facts. Yeah, they, you must have. I mean, that was like Thomas Crown affair. I mean, that was that was it was popping. No, the fact <laughs> that you check back then, you know, Barolo, Brunello, Chateau, yeah. and if you check, um, you know that. The time frame of the purchasing was always like 3.30 till like 6.30 yep. p.m. Yeah, because they, they close a big deal. They come celebrate. Exactly. Leave the office, come celebrate. Yeah. So, uh, and, and and that's where, you know, I ran into Paolo da Milano and then uh, we quickly exchanged, you know, the courtesy. I said, hey, I mean, he said, thank you for, you know. I said, I, I, I'm, I moved back in Italy like a few months ago and uh, I'm still here. He said, Really? Said, yeah, I should start with this winery, but uh, I have still some headache, you know. He said, uh, hiccup. Mm -hmm. And he goes, a very entrepreneur guy. Uh, he goes, what kind of headache may I? I said, no, I sign out pre contract. This doesn't. Okay. He said, I don't want to take any advantage in this situation, but if something doesn't go in the right way, this cool. is my business card. Yeah. You know, cool. So I talked to Isabel, and she was like always the guide in my life. Uh, and that's another thing that I want to share with you because it's a very beautiful story. Isabel and I, we know each other since she was born. And, of course, we've never been together since then, but uh, we've been together from 2008 and 2009. So, so Isabel go, I said, Isabel, I ran into Paola Milano. They said that they might be interested in, in having us on board. And she was like, you know, tell me, it's your call, but 
you know already very well the wines, you know the winery, you know the vineyard, you already sold it for seven years and uh, you build a good team in New York. I think the answer is already there. You know, the other guy, they're still like holding there, finding excuses. Yeah. Uh, even though I understand you can have problems, you know, uh, I'm not judging them just in one situation. So I called Paolo Milano after a few days. I said, hey, Mr. Paolo, I'm here. I consider, you know, your, your offer. Uh, if you don't mind, when, when would you like me to start? And that's the best answer I ever heard yesterday. Thank you. I like that you just like <laughs> assumed the position. When you want me to start, and he's like, "Yes, sir." That's so awesome. I mean, it was like, you know, this, it's 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 a very alpha male, right? Yeah. He said yesterday, so and then he connected me with the office, and then I haven't seen him. You know, he owns different companies. Um, you know, water business, restaurant. So, but I like him because um, it's a family-driven uh, winery from 1890s. Of course, they went through different generation and uh, different generation. They have different um, view. But in 1996, he completely reshaped. He bought all the property. He decided to do super high quality from our own estate. So that's information that if you're in the wine industry, are vital. So you wanna you wanna you wanna represent something that is unique, but something that has a philosophy that you can share with. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're gonna have a lot of controversial point of view and then you don't trust the product right. and then you you know uh, that's was the uh, what I call the real engagement people think like oh it's beautiful your job you travel everywhere yeah okay it's, it is in the beginning but in the long run it's a different game yeah you know I agree man that's awesome that's that's powerful so I mean what are you most excited about First of all, I could talk to you for another hour, but we're not gonna. But like, we'll have to. We'll, you'll come back on the show. Hopefully, you guys keep listening. We can. We'll. we'll the show will be like Joe Rogan. will be on like season fifty. You know, like we'll do this for fifteen years, or whatever. <laughs> and I'll be making some money off this shit finally. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but what are you most excited about for the future? Uh, you know, you're back in Italy. You're a beautiful wife. You, you're traveling the world. Uh, we just come out of this. Um, for lack of a better term, we've come out of this pandemic where the world has opened back up again. What are you most excited about, man? I mean, uh, uh, thank you, Andre, because your questions are very clear, neat, and very deep, I have to be thank honest. Uh, I talk to many people, you know, sometimes, I just to connect to your question, uh, we got COVID three times, uh, wow. even though we, we did all you the vaccines. I know your vaccine, yeah. yeah but, but, Probably but, saved your life. That's why I tell people, people like, don't even like, like, we don't know how many people's lives it saved by getting the vaccine. <laughs> no. so don't be like, it don't work. Like, no, no, I mean, no, I mean, uh, so what I'm saying is, of course, people don't think about it, but I got exposed. Uh, an average day for me, if I do wine dinner or events, I met 200 people. Mm-hmm. So multiply 10, 15 days a week, a month, it's a big number. Yeah. And plus, without counting airplane, airport. So, a guy like me, like You're coming my, across my wife said, hundreds of thousands of yeah, people a month. If you do the yeah, numbers, yeah, yeah. unfortunate. And plus, one of my issue is that I'm very emotional. I'm, I like really touch. It was people. hard for me, man, because I'm a hugger. You too. So you know, the same. I was like, a hand, like a pound's not a handshake. You know, like especially for me, is Italian. Yeah. I like to hug people, kiss <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And all of a sudden, they said, she said, Tommy, you can't do that. Yeah, it's like they turn off part of my part being. of your soul yeah. yeah i mean like yeah. it was like okay and then i started we started doing wine dinner virtual and that was a nice funny story so we did a wine dinner with the restaurant down in, in in florida i think there were like 60 people but the problem is that we were in italy so you have to wake up like 
Yeah, and, I know, know that's a whole year. Thing. Oh my god, it was those drinking wine at now, eight in the morning. <laughs> in the morning, uh, two a.m. Like act like you're awake. Exactly. You know, I was like, okay, I'll do it. And those wine dinner, they goes you know three hours, two and a half because you got six, seven wine, old vintage. There's a lot to say, and, and I love American people because they were the first one to embrace that. Yeah, other country took a little bit more. But the American, as soon as we proposed some wine dinner, of course, it was a lot of job to deliver the wine and food domestically. Yeah. But um, beautiful restaurant did that. So we were drinking and drinking six, seven, one. At one point, they said, hey, guys, thank you for being here tonight. You know, I'm very proud of you because you were the, one of the first wine dinner. So there was this John, I don't remember, the, this John guys. And I was counting in my head because they had 15 wines in every house. So some houses, they have like, they group they group a little bit together, mm-hmm. so they were like 10, 12 people. But this screen with him was him, <laughs> and I saw he was keeping drinking. You know, <laughs> at one point, Isa knows when we toasted. At one point, we toasted. We drink the last. It was Kinato, right? He literally flipped on the chair. I saw, and we heard. <laughs> <that. laughs> no, I love him there. So he flat back, and we heard because he didn't turn off the right, microphone. Yeah. Even though there was a moderator, so he was saying something, and then we toasted, say, hey, thank you, John. And then he flipped, and he, he fell. We heard the cheer and down, and for like 30 seconds, nothing. 60 seconds, nothing. So everyone was quiet, because one lady, I remember saying, she wrote, I live a few blocks. Should I go check on her? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, and that's what was a nightmare for me, because, I, you know, beautiful dinner, 60, 70 people. Long story short, for one moment, my hope was... Uh, you know, my wish was was oh God somewhere. I saw hands <laughs> coming to the table. <laughs> he was my hero, and he stood up. I apologize. I'm back, and he poured another wine, <laughs> and he poured another wine glasses, and then we finished with Kinato, Moscato, and that's awesome. So you so you were saying, um, yeah. What's your most excited? About? Uh, the most exciting part is, of course, that. Um, you learn a lot from people, and of course, the exposure that you yeah. have. It's, yeah. uh, but that's also a boomerang. Um, uh, there's, uh, remember what we said before uh, about the um, Sergio Marchione book, the biography. Mm-hmm. He, he's basically uh, he was saying a nice things. He said, "Have your kids travel because travel is gonna do two main things. Number one, open their mind, learn new things, respect more people." Mm-hmm. And overall, you know, they're gonna build a lot of confidence because when you're away from home, you can't go home. Yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta learn how to fix things by yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a, and that's another yeah. things that I was lacking in my family, in my unusual family. I know I couldn't rely in no one, so I had to face the problem, fix it, and keep going. And the second part that comes with it is the fact that as much as you know, this is my sort of philosophy, as much as you know, as much you are sensible, as much as you suffer. If you don't know that there is a beautiful place just around the corner, you don't have the wish to go. Right. Now, and of course, this desire has been amplified by internet, social, so you can go everywhere. But think about before our life was different. If you wanna see a thing, you have to organize yourself to do it. You have to buy a, uh, a Casca said documentary about the why we have to watch the television when once a month they program that oh, yeah. now you your phone duck why I did yeah it's that's no, it's a, and unfortunately the new generation they were they are born with it yeah so they they keep as um it's so taken for granted yeah I mean I was just cracking me up because I was like 
Thomas, I'm older than you, man. You know what we used to do, man? We used to have to, we'd go buy a map. Yeah, you're right. We'd you're go right. buy a map. If we're going to Florida, Virginia, we'd go buy a map, and then we'd take a marker and draw our route. That's and we beautiful. would just follow our route, and we'd be looking for exits and shit. We weren't, we were waiting for, like, it wasn't telling you, like, in two miles, it was like, it was like, you gotta be looking for the exit. And then, <laughs> and then you're going someplace you've never been, and, like, you're going, like, and you gotta turn down this street and that street. Like, literally, you're looking for street signs while driving. So, man. No, I'll tell you a funny story. That is That's all you've told me. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's because funny to me. I, I hope. No, tell me an unfunny story. Uh, I'm <laughs> no, please don't tell me. No, no, no. no. I I, luckily, luckily, let's finger cross. In Italy, we have this, we have this, and we have other that I can't show you because I'm not fairly polite. But uh, one time, I think it was 10 years ago, I got called uh, right away. I, I, I basically asked me, you have to go to check this container full of wine, which okay. is in. Uh, New Jersey, uh, Port Elizabeth. Port Elizabeth. But so I, my bike was was cold, right? It was super cold. Uh, it wasn't snowing, but it was very cold. I said I don't want to go with the bike. I, I rent a car. I rent a car. I drive. Unfortunately, uh, the battery, of my, the battery of my phone died, and I didn't have GPS, and the car didn't have two. Okay. I forgot, you know, all yep. of a sudden because there was um, uh, we in that container there was wine supposed to be for. Uh, the party of at that time was the who was the mayor uh, before um, the famous uh, the mayor of New York before oh Bloomberg Bloomberg <coughs> Bloomberg oh, yeah so, he drinks good wine yeah no so I said no there was a party and 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 there was uh, also a lot of friend there was an Italian consulate stuff like that so I I was proud to to show our wine to be on so and they said they couldn't deliver it's stuck in there yeah you can go you can ask to the warehouse to clean they already clean you you can. So long story short, I drove, and uh, my phone died. I didn't have the cable. I sort of have a memory. I've been there a few times, but United States are big. So at one point, uh, I said, "I'm not starving. I, I I don't know somehow. I I make um, an exit on Elizabeth." And that was uh, since I had to pick up the wine and deliver it straight to the upper side yep. based uh, of of the, ma- the, of the mayor office. I was dressed decently, right? Yeah. So. I stopped and said, I'm starving. I got to buy something. Because the guy said, uh, come around 8 and then by 9.30 you have to deliver back in the city. It was tight. That's train. tight. Yeah, it was tight and I couldn't speed up. So, and also, now that I remember, I was waiting for the Lycor license permit for cars because New Jersey had the jurisdiction that you you have to have a permit even if you carry like 12 ball or 18 ball. So I was waiting Damn, for Damn, we breaking yeah. the law all the time. No, we don't. <laughs> so I, I was waiting for the office to call me. Hey, the license is here. I'll yeah. send you via email. But I said that my phone is died. But I said, send to the office of the warehousing. So at one point, I said, I, I went out. I was like all pumped up, you know, to do it in time. And I said, I need to, to, to eat and buy something because I'm not going to have dinner. So I, I went out and I didn't, I was checking for some, you know, Comfortable food, right? And then I, I saw White Castle. Can we say White Castle? I mean, yeah, you can say whatever. You saw no, White no, Castle. No, it was, no, it was, it was, it was. I'm going to charge you for that White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw White Castle. And I stood up. And then I noticed that the White Castle there has like, I don't know if you noticed, but it has all all, all the windows with, with, with basically iron nets. 
Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't been to the one, but yeah, I could see that they would have bars on the windows. Yeah, the I was like, uh, I was a little bit, but and then I saw, you know, it's, you should it's remember, like, you should have, you should have flashed back to your time in Harlem. I know, but I haven't because then, you know, I was in Russia, and then I stepped in. I was the only and one. And you're like in a suit. Yeah, and, 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 and everyone you, looked. You were me. definitely milky. Yeah, super milky. <laughs> <laughs> super milky, and I was like, I on as soon as I stepped in, I said. Holy shit. Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, holy cannoli. I did it like a beginner. Yeah. I said I did like a beginner without thinking about it. So I was playing cool because I didn't flip back. So right. I play cool and I go with the cashier. I said, hey, can I get, uh, I don't remember the classic yeah. menu yeah. to go. And she goes, yeah, I suggest you to go. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, honey, yeah. I suggest you to go. Uh, and another similar dynamics happened fairly recently. She was with me. I think we're in Baltimore or stuff like that. I don't remember. So Man, I have you ever seen The Wire? Shit, don't be going to Baltimore, bro. No, but I love Baltimore. No, I can't, but you yeah. should see The Wire, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped at the gas station because we're in an area for a wine there. He stopped. stopped. <laughs> a gas station, I was dressed up, and so I go inside, and they said, hey, mom, there was an old lady. Yeah. I have a huge respect when I see old lady, yeah. you know, still. And she goes, honey, you don't belong here. <laughs> I love, hey, mom, I'm sorry. I have to just pump gas and leave, yeah, please. Yeah. I don't want you to get in trouble. I said, no, hey, I don't. hey, man, I'll tell you. But, in it, but hold on, just to be fair, in Italy you have the same. Well, I was going to say, I mean, even for me. I don't want to. When I went to college, no, you're not. No, I was going to tell you a story. I went to college in New Haven, Connecticut, and um, I, I didn't go to Yale, I, just so you guys know. Um, but uh, so I ran track in college. So wow. I went, I'd go up there, and I'm just it's September, so I'm just go for a jog, right? And I'm jogging. Black wine guys jogging. No, plus you were built yeah, for it. Yeah, and, and so, you know, I'm running through this neighborhood, and, like, the neighborhood's starting to shift, whatever, and literally some woman comes out of her house, there was, was, like, a house project. She's like, she said, she said, honey, you shouldn't be running around here. <laughs> so I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Or another good thing that I heard, uh, that's a very hilarious and uh, my wife, she buy me dress and stuff because yeah. she, you know, I, I'm not really into that. So she does, she yeah. know my size and stuff. So she buy me some something also more Italian than other style. Yeah. And uh, in some places, I think I was in Arkansas. I went in Arkansas. So they called me three, four years ago, I don't remember. Just a couple of days before Christmas, they said, one buyer of um, Walmart want to see you because is interested in wine, in water. So it. It's yeah, 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 so yeah. I said it was a book to fly. I flew straight in Bentonville. Bentonville, yeah. Yeah. So as soon as I land the airport, I never been there. I was having, a, you know, a, 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 you know the dress that you met me, James Suckling, the black and white. Yeah, yeah. So a guy, <laughs> I loved him. He said, "Wow, man, that's a cool dress." I said, "Thank you, sir." And he go, "Do they do so?" No, he said, and he go, "Do do they do so that for gentlemen?" Yeah, they make men's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> It is so for a man. Oh, it says, Sir, awesome. you nailed it. Like, you nailed it. I, I'll take it. So Yeah, it's so awesome. Okay. All right. Well, Tommy, Tommy, Thomas, yeah. Tom, yeah. Cooney, tell everybody how they can. This was a lot of fun, man. Um, we'll have to do this. We just need to hang out. Thank Next you, time we're back in the States, wife, take my wife out. We'll go down. No, we'll, we'll go okay. down and we'll just eat and drink Bobby and Vic out of house and home. Um <clears throat> Tell everybody where they can find out um, more about uh, Don Milano, uh, where they can follow you on social, and how they can be a part of what's going on. That's beautiful. Uh, thank you. So the Milano, of course, is a small uh, winery, uh, to be honest, uh, compared to many others. So we produce roughly 350,000 bottles, which, um, again, is, is small for many standards. But um, 
we have a, a, a very ambitious soul, which means that to deliver very unique and very terroir-driven and very, very original Barolo Latin, let's say. So as a small family business, we have, of course, our website, uh, which is, of course, uh, Isabel helped me out because it's under work in progress. Yeah. She knows the new address. Cantinedamilano.com. And you just send me that, and I'll make sure it's... Yeah, and and that's the first ID that you can see exactly Mm -hmm. the wine, a little bit of history. The very most important things that I think I want to share is, of course, if you can come to visit us, that's the best way. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's uh, very in the heart of Barolo. Um, We actually own uh, one of the most iconic single vineyard, which is Canubi, that you have there for you. Mm -hmm. I bought it. Oh, my God. This is the vintage 2015. Is the Canubi Reserva that just got 99 points. All right, when we finish, I get I, to drink it. I mean, I have a, I'm going to lay it down, man. I want to make sure I... No, this is just something that you know, I, I suggest you to share with... I will. Someone like, important. Yeah, this, yeah. this is not like everybody's coming over. This is like a handful of people. Yes, and plus this is the first one. It's not being released yet from the winery. So Ooh. I thought, yeah, it will, it will be released. You know how hopefully. BWD do. You know, I, I don't want to say out of courtesy, but I think it's the first one. He's got it yeah. beside us. Absolutely. I want you to... Wow, you know, you. I want you to exchange the favor that you gave me today and the opportunity that you gave me today to, you know, be myself, which is actually, I want to thank you because in my interview, they, of course, they give you guidance on yeah. path and, and, um, to and me. And they want to know what clone a Nebbiolo, I, I listen, Yeah, I no, I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's wonderful, but this is what, this is what this is about. Yeah, exactly. And plus, uh, my grandfather always taught me a very important thing, said, uh, it's more romantic Number one, in Italy, there is a common belief that you know it's impolite to ask to a lady's age. Right. But if you have to, for some reason, it's always nice to say how many he said harvest do you have. <laughs> <laughs> but I rephrase it in a more romantic way: how many spring have you been through? I you know. That. I like That's that. <laughs> and the other things that it's really true is. You can drink a beautiful wine, but if you drink with the right company and people, it tastes it better. It elevates it. Yeah, so that's uh, so. Thank you very much, MJ. And again, you can find uh, Da Milano, of course. Uh, they hey, we have um, Instagram and Facebook. And in, if you want to follow me for all my trip, my journey, my wife, of course, run my social, and you will find me in Thomas underscore Cooney see in Instagram. You, you see, I don't even know the because she ran it. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Thomas. But there's an underscore. Underscore. And then for the socialist, Thomas, Tommy, Tommy, Thomas Cooney, um, which is uh, easily, I think I have already 5,000. I can add more, but she'll figure it out. Okay. So please, yeah. if you have any question also for the wine or the incoming, that's a good invitation. Uh, we also have a Michelin star restaurant inside the winery, which is, of course, mm. fully available for you, our complimentary. Uh, you know, gesture uh, to exchange a favor. And uh, again, you want to be surrounded by beautiful vineyard, high quality food. And of course, I really would like you to feel and breathe literally um, the heart of Barolo. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Thomas. And for all my listeners out there, don't forget to check out the show notes for each episode. That's where you're going to find the info on the wine we drank, all uh, Thomas's uh, websites and, and, and social uh, handles and you know it's your boy MJ until the next time cheers to all my mavericks philosophers deep thinkers and wine drinkers peace peace and love thank you MJ thank you everyone to being here thank you guys you did an outstanding job and I couldn't be more proud to be here ciao 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 grazie <clears throat> thank you so much for listening I hope you learned something you had some fun while you were here 
please subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you want to be an insider and get special content, make sure you go over to blackwineguy.com and get on our email list.